I remember I went to the manager. I said, she did this, and now she's telling me. And the entire time, she's in her bikini. And it was, like, amazing because she's trying to straighten it up as the manager behind the desk that's going to make a decision on what's happening. Uh She, unfortunately, no, they kept coming out of her bathing suit top. Uh What a, what a, what an unfortunate thing for me because now the manager is just paying attention to her and not me. Wait a second. In hindsight, she (laughs) She might have done that purposely. She might have. I'm going to make you girls lead me by my hand. Then the world I know. The hoochie coochie man, but you know I'm here. Everybody knows me. I am a procrastinating motherfucker. Hi, you guys. Welcome to Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank. I'm Ari Shafir. It is 9.44 p.m. on Monday night. I I have two hours and ten minutes left to get this podcast to keep my streak going. Um, Hi, how are you guys? First of all, first and foremost, um, Dom Barris is on the episode today. We're going to talk about his days uh, running... Uh, mud and oil wrestling competitions over at the old Tropicana in Los Angeles. This is one of, no, maybe my last podcast I recorded in Los Angeles before I left. Yeah, I think this might be my last one. There was another one, but he suddenly called me and said, please don't use that because it's going to bother whoever I talked about. Barf. I hate people do that. Uh, It's never been done. I shouldn't say that. I get it. I'll throw them out if you tell me to, but... I want my $50 back. <laughs> um, first of all, I just got lucky to see... I had a couple of really cool things. I, I got to see my friends um, Steve Renazzisi and Steve Simone and Court McCown. Uh, we all did a, a, a short, mm, maybe a ind- small independent movie, novella type of movie uh, with the Barnes Brothers in Long Island. And uh, I got to hang out with my friends. It was really nice because I hadn't... I mean, you know, I have Big J here and Kurt and a couple other people, but it's not like my close, close friends that I just know from the store. So it was just really nice. His wife, Tracy, was there, and, and Kim, their old roommate, was there. She was married to uh, to Todd Barnes now. And uh, first of all, we made a cool movie, just a stoner comedy that we made in three days. <laughs> sort of guerrilla marketing style, just guerrilla way. We just went, and, I don't know. Uh, it was funny. But um, it was just nice hanging out and seeing people and sitting by the fire pit. Renazisi has this cool fire pit in the back. We just smoked a lot of weed, hung out. It was just great. It was just, it was just, I just needed it. It was great. And then, so that was last like uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then this week, Saturday, Sunday, maybe that's why I procrastinated so much. I got to hang out with uh, Duncan Trussell and Joe Rogan, two other of my close friends. Um. I was helping Rogan shoot uh, something for his new sci-fi show that's coming out. I don't want to say what it was, but uh, it's fucking cool. I got to talk to... I, I went to this... Con- oh, I'm wondering what I'm allowed to say. I know they're going to release it when they release it. I'm wondering what I'm allowed to say. But um, I will tell you that I got to... For this, I got to interview just a bunch of geniuses. 
they had like neuroscientists and roboticists and and I got to talk to these people that are just so smart and interesting. God, it was fun. It was just mind opening when you're when you're around people like that. I mean, these are like top level people at this conference. That was I shouldn't talk about anything, but the point is, it's just really amazing. I, I I couldn't even understand all of what they were saying. I just got some of it in context, and I would have to stop them and say, like, I'm sorry, I don't know what that word means, that term. But man, getting like an hour one on one with one, two, three, f- like four literal geniuses. <sighs> and then just being around the rest of them to hear them talk and stuff. It was, God, it's invigorating and just really interesting people. Man, I kind of see now, I kind of see now what like, <laughs> what young women see in me. <laughs> I mean, it's exciting to talk to someone who knows a lot more than you who's been through an experience that you haven't been. I get it now, young chicks. I get it to a degree. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's father issues and stuff, but I, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just mind-opening. And I would get it, too. When I talk to those guys, after like, I don't know, if I talk to them for like a month or two, I'd get annoyed by them. I would, I would hear all their fucking smart things. I would learn their language. And then I'd start to be like, well, you're a nerd. And that's why young girls get sick of me after... After three to three to six months, <laughs> I've got nothing left to teach them. They're like, "Oh, I get it now. You're just older. You're not that cool." Um, <laughs> and my balls sag another inch. Um, New York's starting to get cool, you guys. I'm, I'm doing a shit ton of spots at the stand. Uh, it's all I like doing. I got to explain to like this one genius guy, this other guy who runs a, a, a cryogenics facility. And uh, and somebody, I get, they just started asking me about stand up, and I just got to explain to them that, I mean, I don't usually explain it to people that aren't interviewing me for like a, a radio show or a podcast or, or I don't know, talking to people that are other comics, but just non comedians. They asked me about it, and it was I, the way I described it, just in the moment, was just it's just pure joy. It's just the, the my favorite thing to do in life. I will do it for no money, and I do it for no money consistently. I go on the road and I make money, and the price gets gets decided by Justin and whoever, my super agent and whoever, uh, whomever uh, he talks to. I just like the fucking crowds. You give me a good crowd, I'm there. And uh, last weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I got to do nine spots. I got to do nine spots in three days. Five on Friday. Running back and forth between the stand and stand-up New York. Saturday, three at the, at, at, the, at the stand. That's a great place with great food. You guys should go there. It's like 20th and 3rd. So if you live around there, head over. Um, and then another spot to stand on Sunday. And I haven't even started at the, at the, at the, uh, at the uh, comedy cellar yet. I start there on Thursday. It's just invigorating, you guys. Running from spot to spot, tweaking your material. That's my joy. That's what I love doing. That's what I love doing. God, it's fun. Anyway, we'll see what happens to me. Burr said this to me. He was like, dude, if you just keep pushing yourself, when I told him I had five spots coming up, he was like, if you just keep pushing yourself, you'll see how much growth you get. It's, God, it's exciting. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's start. But, oh, Shroomfest. It's this, it's this coming weekend. Shroomfest, you guys. Ex- I'm excited for all of you. I'm excited for all of you. Um, I am going camping with about eight to ten of my, my friends. I'm... Uh, 
really stoked on it. Everybody's got their supplies, quote unquote. Um, by the way, I thought of something. I'm going to tweet it, but I'll just say it here. Monogamy, that's just compromise. Just not doing what you want to do, that's always going to be compromise. Anyway, moving on. Um, yeah, Shroomfest. I'm going camping. I'm really excited for it. I hope all you guys do it. It's Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. This Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And Sunday is a super moon. The moon will be closer to the Earth than it's ever been. <laughs> it's not that close. It's pretty close. But um, it's going to be giant. So that'll be really cool for camping. And then, um, yeah, and then I'll be, in, uh, I'll be in L.A. for a couple of days, too, uh, this weekend. So come to the store if you want. Especially on Saturday. I won't have left yet on Saturday. Why don't you come on Mushrooms for Shroomfest to the Comedy Store? If you're in Los Angeles looking for something to do, even take a light dose. If you don't want to go heavy, take a light dose of mushrooms and come watch a good comedy show. I don't know what time I'll be on, but I'm assuming I'll be on. Quick sponsor note. Um, my sponsor for this week is Squarespace.com, everybody. If you want to build your own website, go to Squarespace.com slash Ari. That's Squarespace.com. There's an offer code Skeptic, S-K-E-P-T-I-C, um, that you can enter. But what, what, uh, and it also gives you a 10% discount if you, um, if you, if you sign up. You get a free trial if you just go to skeptictank.com slash Ari. But what it is, is, that's bad grammar, um, it's building a website. It's hard to build websites. So if you want to be a blogger, if you want to be a designer, like I always say, purse designs, but let's say you want to resell uh, Canadian candies to Americans. Oh my God, in Winnipeg, I got so much candy. So much Canadian and British candy. This place called Magic Mountain. Whew, it was really good. Um, I met some nice girl named Kira, I believe, at some one candy shop. I went to a couple candy shops. Fucking beautiful there. Um, anyway, Squarespace.com, it's a great way to build a website. If you don't know how to build one, like I don't, I don't know Java, I don't know HTML, this is just like, it'll just help you do it. It's really clear uh, designs. They're real sleek. You can add your own images, your own content. Anything you want to sell online, Squarespace.com slash Ari can help you with that. Plus, it comes with 24-7 support with cloud hosting, so you won't lose anything when, um, when your jealous girlfriend spills water on your laptop. Um, and if you sign up for a year, right now, they will even throw in a free domain name. Free. Instead of some. I don't know how much domains cost. I think like 75 bucks for a year. I really don't remember. Uh, so go to squarespace.com slash Ari and start a free trial. No credit card required, so they won't like bill you. I hate when they do that. Like It's free, and then at the end of the year, they're like, okay, we signed you up automatically for next year. They don't do that. No credit card. Um, so squarespace.com slash Ari, offer code skeptic. That's a good way to support the show's sponsors. Um, some quick dates really quickly, and then I'll say one more thing, and then I'll start the episode. Uh, I'm not even going to say what they are, just Indianapolis, Nashville, Madison, Wisconsin, and Calgary. I'm excited to go back to Calgary. I'm excited for all of them, actually. Um, so let's start the episode. But before I do, I should say this. If you guys are looking to support me or this podcast in any way, and yourself, do yourself a favor and go check out my storyteller show that is online now. We have the first two uh, episodes are up. The third one will be up, I guess, today when you hear this, uh, on Tuesday. Sean Patton's story. This so far is mine and um, mine and um, 
<laughs> I love trying to text back and forth with a girl while I'm uh, while I'm doing these. But mine and TJ Miller's is already up. Sean Patton's is coming out on Tuesday, the uh, the 18th. Uh, I don't know who's next week, but the response has been overwhelmingly positive. So I really do appreciate the people that have already looked at them. Share them with your friends. Copy them and put them on Twitter for me. Do me a favor. Uh, uh, send them on Facebook to each other. Post them there. I want everybody in the world to see them. They came out so good. Jeff Tomzik did such a good job directing them. Sam Safer did an amazing job producing them. And Eric Abrams did great at Comedy Central. The whole thing was great. Uh, and the stories came out amazing. So uh, check it out. Mine is about going to the UFC and taking way too strong a pot cookie. And hilarity ensues. Whenever somebody writes that in a, in a description of uh, their piece, hilarity ensues when that just means like, oh, I haven't written anything. So <laughs> funny stuff should be in there. Hilarity ensues. Eat your ass. Um, yeah, but totally. It's called This Is Not Happening Presents. And... Um, it's on Comedy Central's YouTube page right now. There's a playlist. Um, I'll tweet about it again tomorrow when, uh, when Sean Patton's comes out. But uh, yeah, check it out, everybody. They're about 10 minutes each, and they're just great stories by really funny comedians. You got, I'm serious. You guys will love them. So check it out. Check it out right now. Stop this. Choke, check one out. And uh, you know, see the rest. Enter into uh, YouTube. Go put This Is Not Happening, Comedy Central, and it should come up. So, let's start the episode. By the way, for this stuff, um, the music, I'm wondering if I went too uh, subtle for this. I mean, it doesn't really matter. It's just the sound is what's important. But every one of these had a link to the episodes. Let's see if you guys can figure out why this next song is in here on an episode about mud wrestling and oil wrestling. Tweet at me if you know the answer. Or write me at contact at ariashafir.com. Steve Simone knew. He knew. So anyone else can get it too. All right, you guys. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe, tell a friend, and here we go. Happy Shroom Fest, you guys. Seriously, happy Shroom Fest. I do appreciate everyone that will be there. I'll see you on the other side of the universe while I'm gacked out of my brain. Um, whoa, that's crazy. <laughs> oh, and by the way, fucking New York, I'm just letting you know right now. Fucking two grams is not an eighth, and it should not be priced at $50, especially your dirt weed that you sell, your fucking glorified shop window weed. It's garbage. An Australian moron would be, not moron, I want to say retard, and then I switched out last minute. Moron's not the right word. Australia also is known for shitty, shitty weed. And if they're not yet known for that, they should be. Anyway, let's start the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, Ari Shafir, Skeptic Tank, episode 119. Mudmaster, with the head and creator of the Ding Dong Show, my friend and yours, leader of the One Race Only movement, Mr. Don Barris. Guaranteed to blow your mind so high you won't come down. Here you are, you pay yourself for the rubber band. Man, you've never heard a sound like a rubber band. Man, you're bound to lose control Yes. Nice. How much bigger is that puppy being going to get? What's that? I don't know. It, it almost looks like it's doubled. If the puppy we're talking about, Red Man, has this little adorable. What is it, Mary Jane? 
kind of dog is this? I think it's half Angry Bird, half um, uh, Sonic. Half Maltese, half Yorkshire Terrier, I believe. Or Yorkie. Yorkies. It, it can't walk. It literally is the biggest walk. baby ever. It, you have to carry it everywhere. Can it can it walk in the streets? No, it does for about um, 10 feet, and then she'll sit down and just look around, and she, you pull on the leash, she just sits there. She won't go. And then if somebody walks by, she'll chase in the other direction, so you'll uh-huh. zigzag back and forth up the street. Well, a little punk ass. <laughs> just little princess, little fucking princess. You know what it reminds me of? What? The Jewish women. Um, in what way? Because they're good people. Uh, I wasn't expecting that. Okay. Interesting. Uh, very attractive. Mm, I don't agree. But, um, hey, how are you, man? I don't, I don't know how, why you're so racist, but I'm very fine. Don't you the, talk about race a lot? Me? How many races are there, according to you? One. What race is that? The human race, and that's it. Oh. Hey, you see, I don't even notice anything else. Oh, oh that's nice. Well, the reason I'm glad that you gave me a chance is because it's my goodbye to Das Juden over here because yeah. Ari is going to New York. Yeah. And I think you're going to have the worst time ever there. <laughs> I really do. I I think it is a total waste of time. But you know what? I think in my mind, in some yeah. ways, yeah. this is your way of things are going good here for you. So this is my way of getting out from under your shadow. No, 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 no. For you, things oh, yeah. are going really well. Things are going pretty good. Things have really picked up from years ago. Yeah. If you would have said, hey, I'll be in this position, you've got some very nice things. Yeah. Your your album on iTunes, What's number, number one. one. on iTunes. Unbelievable. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Uh, Revenge you, for the you, Holocaust. You seem to be going out there and getting a lot of gigs. You're working constantly. Some money's coming in. Yeah. Yeah. So things are going well. Yeah. And I think you're just... You can't so accept it. It's that. like sabotaging? Right. Well, well let me I'll go tell to New you York. What, I decided to go to New York like uh, last October. I was like, I'm done here. But then I figured I'd give it one more pallet season just to be safe. So some no manager agent goes, well, come on. I could have used you. So uh, I waited till April, till the end of pallet season. And then I was like, I'm out of here. But honestly, none of the stuff that I get now comes from LA. Passover. You got a Passover book. Who'd you get that from? Boone? Yeah, actually, I did get it he from He just steals Boone. it from libraries. I know. He's actually got a fucking... Yeah. Well, oh yeah, it's even got the Dewey Decimal System code on it. Right. So there's a book on Passover that I left out because you know I know I'm not Jewish and I don't know much about the religion, but I know that you, at least I believe you're a Jew, correct? Uh huh. Yeah. So I thought I'd give you some reading. According to this book, Malka Drucker, she looks so fucking Jewy, is a student of Torah and an observant Jew. She's completing research at the University of Judaism. Okay, I left the book out as a joke. Let's not get into it. Two sons. Who would marry that? So anyway, so anyway, so you're going. It's very sad. Yeah, I'll be. I'll be back in uh, the end of December. You think so? What are you going to do out there? What is the goal, man? That's the goal. Here's the goal. Yeah, here's the goal. I finally realized the only stuff I have going is from straight stand up. So Uh, at that point. Let's commit to stand-up. Well, I wouldn't say straight stand-up. I mean, your podcast has is, is done a lot for you. Yeah. We just <laughs> added to my stand-up draw. That's, that's, not, that's all that's but it, happening. But you know what? But it's yeah. all about the money. I'll it's about getting podcast. a fan. Yeah, but you, who's, nobody's going to like you in New York. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> nobody's going to like you. About that. Who are you going to interview? Who will you interview? All sorts of people. Do you know celebrities? Um, like, if you could get someone to do, let's say that you had... A podcast that you wanted to get good ratings on, yeah, and you could get a celebrity. Who would you get? Um, any celebrity. 
I have one in mind. I don't want to say until I, I'm trying to get him right now. Who? Just some guy. How big of a person is he? Not like a Brad Pitt type. Is he like the level of uh, no, Jason Tebow? Like someone like not even in, in show business. It'd be like Obama type person. A political person? Something like that. Something non-Hollywood. Do you know any celebrities that you could have though? Let me think. Uh, well, Jim Norton. He lives out there. Okay, okay, but I'm just on. saying anywhere. Oh. Um, no, I don't really get celebrities on my podcast. Here or there, rarely, but we just never really talk about celebrity. Jim Gaffigan I'm going to do a podcast with yeah. when I'm there. But, yeah, I don't know about celebrity or not. I don't really get them on now. I was just wondering if you could get somebody. Oh, yeah. I'm not even talking about out there. I'm talking about anywhere. Oh, yeah, not really. Me either. I mean, I guess I could ask them. I always feel like I'm bothering celebrities. Absolutely. <sighs> even when it's like... Yeah, no, totally fine. But it's, it's, I feel like I'm bugging them. I'll tell you this. What is that? Here, This is something that I feel too. I actually had what I consider really a big celebrity. Yeah, now, I, I, no, I'm not going to say okay. because I don't want to. Yeah, that's fair. But he, at one point, heard that he was a fan of Windy City Heat. Uh-huh. The movie that I did. And I thought, how cool is that? Yeah. Well, then one night, he and a buddy came to the Ding Dong show. And he just was going on and on about, this is brilliant. How do you keep those plates going? Each person, you're just Oh, yeah. It is like plate spinning. And he's like, it's just amazing. And I could tell he was generally, and and then he started talking about Windy City Heat. And I mean, he is so big. And then, so then he starts mentioning about this producer that he, that I've got to meet. He wants me to meet this guy. And because he had just seen a film at some. This isn't the guy that was going to pay for Windy City Heat too, right? No. Okay. Guy's going to do that is just a a guy, and nothing's in stone. But they want to meet with me. But anyway, getting back to this, and yeah. I can close it out if you want to delve in more to that. That's okay. But so at one point he starts talking about, yeah, I want you to meet this guy. I know him. I just saw him again out at this film festival. Yeah. So how do I respond? Listen, I got to get back on stage. What? Yeah. <laughs> it was a potluck night too. I'm hosting oh a potluck. Oh my god. How long ago was this? Uh, less than a month ago. It's not too late to call. No, it's not. But no, but it, he had said, so you have this every Monday. I knew all that stuff. You do this every Monday? And I'm, yeah, absolutely. And I was, oh, I'm going to come again and again and again. So he already said he's going to come back. Yeah. And it's just wonderful. It's in that. Who, tell me who there is or mouth it out. I, I can't. I won't say. Just, I, I'll tell you later. Oh, but I want to know in context of the story. I won't say. Okay. If I do, you can just cut it. Wow. That's a great one. I mean, you know, directs films, produces movies. Yeah. There's a guy that could just help out. Some, is that bad? Are the headphones bad? Yeah, it just went off. Did it really? Yeah. When it took him off. Maybe I pressed the mute button. Is there a mute button on there? No. Check the plug connection. No, you check the plug connectors. Uh, I know you don't think so, but that came up pretty wrong. <laughs> you check the plug connectors? Or do you mean the tone? Well, maybe I'll just do it without. No. Only problem with certain pipes is they don't have a steady base, so they roll over too easily. That one does. Oh, yeah. This one's pretty good. Yeah. Unplug one. That is a good celebrity, though. To get, so he said he wants to help you? 
No, he, he started saying that he wanted to introduce me to people. And he, That's how shit gets done, man. Yeah, I know. Just tell me, I'll give you another shot. Okay. That's how shit gets done. That's what Marky Mark did when um he, he, he went to Scorsese. And he was like, hey, man, I read this book. And I loved it. And I went ahead and acquired the rights. And I would love, I think you'd be into it. I think you'd be good at directing a pilot episode. And that was Boardwalk Empire. Really? And Scorsese's like, yeah, I think I'd do this. And now they both get paid for the lifetime of that show. Hmm. And it's just like, it's just successful people, which is what you are. I'm not successful. But in his mind, he sees an awesome thing, like, right, yeah. comedically successful that night. Yeah, let him fucking help. <coughs> oh, I'm not against helping, but it's just, I'm, I'm just such a fucking idiot when it comes to stuff like that. I mean, you know, I don't know how to deal. I mean, I see you people. You clam up and be like, okay, and then sort of no. like fucking it up that you don't. I'll just say this. Up. At first, the person that we're talking about, and I'm sorry to go round and round about this, but he, he's a nervous guy at, just on his own. Uh-huh. And so he's like now really nervous. But at first, I just started talking to him at a level that I started, I said, I'm going to make him feel comfortable right here. That's all that mattered. So I was just listening. I, and you could see him get comfortable. Oh, wow. Good. So I, I mean, I knew that I even did that. That's what's like, you know. That's and, hard sometimes when I see when I realize someone's a, a massive celebrity. I'm like, how, what would I sound like normally? But I know that he's. So I wasn't nervous. Yeah. I knew that he's a n- nervous guy. Yeah. And so I just like, okay, you know that he likes what you do. He's liked what you've done in the past. Let's yeah. just settle down. By the way, I'll tell you something. Uh, the Ding Dong Show on. Death Squad has really been good. Has it been pick, picking up? Oh, yeah. Here's I mean, what I figure. There's a Death Squad podcast uh, called The Ding Dong Show now, which is just done Ding Dong Show, and they just do the podcast before the regular show. Yeah, I figured once I get like 20, 25, 30 weeks in, then people are going to start recognizing it, and then they have to plan their vacations. So then if they're out in L.A., that's when they go. Yeah, it's not when they're I, 10 weeks in with the fans. It's like, well, when summer comes, right? you know, and you I have time right. to go well, to L.A., the, that's when But all, there's a lot of people that have come already. Yeah. Because of it now that I, I, I so you I, get people to come up there. There's always a crowd there now. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the thing. I'll, I'll tell you this. I I uh, I don't. I'm not trying to do a celebrity name thing. I don't uh-huh. like that. I've, and I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on your show. Ding Dong Show is a very bizarre show, and it takes something to get used to. But if you get into it, you could become obsessed with it. Oh, and yeah. I've been doing it. It's for those of you familiar with Windy City Heat. That's where I kind of started a show like this, and it just spun off into just three characters, and that became Windy City Heat. But this is kind of going back, and it's just a lot of different people. Let's call them unique characters. And I would say weirdos. Well, not everybody's a weirdo. No, but a lot of weirdos. There's a f- yes. There's some people that could be considered weird, but I say they're all characters. And oh, yeah. I really I believe they're all oh, they are definitely characters. characters. But I think now they're getting used to doing the radio and they're being themselves because for the first ten or so They were like uptight and like Right. I had to oh, drag yeah. everything out of them I could. And now they've ignored that's why I think when you need a reality show, you should really start filming like three months beforehand. Let well, them get used to the cameras. And let me tell you something talking. exactly right. When they were worried about when we did Windy City Heat, how's Perry going to respond with cameras around? Yeah. I had had cameras around that guy for yeah, 11 years totally before. desensitized then. Absolutely. Oh. He's, so he's going to be just as crazy. Nice. And now he's even getting to the point on our podcast that he's doing well. But anyway, just the, the quick 
crazy story where I thought something was going to happen for the Ding Dong show before. Yeah. One night I'm there. Nobody. There isn't one person in the room. Yeah. Are you doing that purposely no. so this can't be heard? No, I'm not. I'm just like, <laughs> go ahead. You know, tell your story. Yeah. Uh, so I see one guy come in there, yeah. sit there, and I notice the guy's laughing, laughing, laughing. And he stayed there the rest of the show. And then when it went out, he approached me. It was Dave Chappelle. Whoa. And he was asking all these questions. And all you thought was a fucking filthy black guy in the back. And no, like, no, 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 no. What's I, he going to do to our wallets? Okay. Loud and clear, man. Okay, I see where some... you got to pe- fear people like that. I, I, I get s- what you're saying. No, that's not what I'm I saying. I get what you're saying. I still no, 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 agree, no. but you take it a long way. Okay, Ari. Ari, yes. I have... One belief, and that's one race. I didn't even see race back then. Oh, okay. To tell you the truth, so it was Dave Chappelle. Yeah. And what was he asking you? Just he was about ju- it. He was asking about that, and he goes, "I can't get my head wrapped around this, but it's funny as fuck." And he said, "Then he said, well, when I saw you messing with, with uh, Robert for a while, like yeah. when I got to the store, right? I was, and that's when it was way more Rocky Horror Picture Show. It was you and Rivard and." A couple other people, and you had oh, like, wow, you had like. It's uh, amazing you remember Dave Rivard's name. <laughs> it is amazing. I don't remember <laughs> my middle name. <laughs> um, yeah, yes, but um, and Wheels was there sometimes. But you guys would have these act outs, these sketches that go along with this guy who could not diverge from his act. Uh, well, it it's really funny. I mean, you know, I sometimes feel like, but I was amazed by it. I had I had questions too. You sometimes feel what? I sometimes feel that. He is so far out there. Yeah. I, f- I sometimes feel like, oh, God, what am I doing? But two things come to my m- mind. First of all, everything I've done has been based upon Robert William Aprovia. Windy the- City Heat, the Ding Dong Show. All of it. When I did that, I wanted to start a show where I had a bunch of people, and Robert was one of the people. And I convinced Mitzi that that's what we should do. Yeah. And she helped me, and she actually gave the name of the Ding Dong Show. Robert is a serious... He's a paranoid schizophrenic, yeah. right? Uh, but but he, Mitzi lets him close out the open mic nights. Oh, but here's the thing: for year decades, uh, since 1974, Mary Jane this exact like day, 1:45 a.m. He'll go up, yeah, like the very, very on end, potluck night when there's one or two people in the room, so on a zero. It was 1977 when it wasn't the comedy store, but the Laugh Factory, <laughs> okay. or Funny Farm at the time. There you go. He okay. Was a door All right, guy. Mary Jane, that's fine. Shut up. <laughs> I'm, I don't mean to shut up. I do that as a joke when she starts going off on this long introduction. And I didn't mean to say shut up to you, Mary Jane. Do you play sports? Yeah, here's yes, the thing. Look, can I just say this? Let me just tell this story. Yeah. Uh, this is what's crazy about this guy. At one point, this guy was the vice president his junior and senior year in high school. He was an athlete that averaged over 10 points a game. 15.9 point guards per game. Okay. That's considerable. Point guards not a real stat. Right. But he did that. Then he went to college. Now he New went York to- University? Uh, no, Westland. Well, he went somewhere on the East Coast for a few years, That's but then Westland. he finished the law school at Westline here in Los Angeles. Okay. Okay. That's he got here. Well, yeah. but what he did- is that he played college basketball, too, and he averaged over 10 points. It doesn't matter if you're wow. a, on a freshman team. He was the president of his junior and senior year in high school, vice president, excuse me. So he's a popular guy, bright guy that was able to get into law school, uh, literally 
was a good enough athlete that he played college basketball. It doesn't matter because crazy. Th- there's divisions. Like no. if you you might be able to play recreational basketball, but a lot of guys are cut out of that when they go to high school. A lot of guys are cut out the next level when you go to college. He played college basketball. Wow. Athlete, smart student, and now has just basically lost his mind. He lives in a, they call it a hotel, but it's really just yeah. like a... We were there tenement? recently. Nah, it's kind of like a tenement. Supposedly the last place the Black Dahlia was seen. And like, they did like just refurbished it. Like I said, supposedly. <laughs> well, I looked it up and I'm pretty sure, but there might be better fact finders out there in the inner world. Oh, anyway, he lives in that place. Yeah. And it's like a long time ago I went there to talk to the people. They were willing to let me let cameras in. They told me the whole story about him because he gets messages. He, call, he used to call from a payphone down there, and used to I mean like five six years ago. Right, call from a payphone. You have to leave him a message. They would message just be like John called. That's it. Like, right, it'd be like that, and he had to like use his quarters that he didn't have to call back. It's just such a, and I was. I know this is so scattered. Yeah, go ahead. No, say what you're going to say. I'm, I'm just, remembering now working as Duncan's assistant talent coordinator. Or on the phones and having to field calls from him, and he's like, I, "I can't, I can't call back. I don't have time." Because he'd be trying to talk to Duncan. That's what it'd be. Duncan's like, "Dude, I can't. I got work to do. I can't spend an hour listening to this guy." So he'd be like, "Well, I can't call back in. I already spent the quarter. I, I, I don't. I don't. I just need to report what Don is doing to me through vibrational frequencies. He is stamping." In the back, he's stamping, and the vibrational frequencies will carry through the floor, the chair, you see, the stage, and will slowly kill me. There's by one little. thing that I don't believe about Vibrational that. batteries. Vibrational okay. batteries. And, if I may say this, he doesn't call me down at Skinhead 1. Skinhead 1. Nazi, uh, you're part of the Nazi voodoo skinhead conspiracy. Conspiracy. What exactly is Set to violate the constitutional rights of Robert William Abravaya. But, but I became obsessed with him that I've been trying to make a movie, and Mary Jane has been excellent. Uh-huh. I'm his number one fan. So he's a great character. Oh. I've produced the Robert William Abravaya show the last three uh, f- three to five episodes. What's the Robert William Abravaya show? It's it, been going on since the 70s, It's like a 70s. public access show that he does. He, oh, yeah, yeah. He, he used to pass out. You know how like you would see a, a piece of paper, but it was a flyer? Right. Be like, come take lessons. And then phone number would be yeah, in the, the strip. Yeah, the bottom, they'd be all like, cut. It was about that big. Well, he does that, that strip cut apart, on an yeah. entire page and cuts them I've out. I've seen on Kurt Kilborn. Uh, <laughs> yeah, do you saying, know? Do you know the Craig Kilborn thing that he was seen at? No. What they used to do is they used to do like zany, for lack of a better title, zany public access shows, and they popped his on there yeah. for a second. Yeah, he was throwing. I was. I kept thinking like, I know this is not true, but like, what's what's? It <laughs> was true, but it was true. And I've here's the thing: on Showtime's last American Next American Candidate. Okay, and he uh, was. He would go to the Tonight Show. How many times, Mary Jane? Over 200 tapings. Okay. So he would go out there, and they knew who he was. They actually had a code name for him. What was the name? They knew who he was because he went yeah. so much. So much. And obviously, he they're sat gonna, in the audience. Sat in the audience. So they're going to have somebody watching this guy. And Dr. Dr. Le- Leopold Fechner, and, inventor of the saliva bong. And, okay. Mary That's Jane, nobody him. knows what, what nobody's going. His- all right. But here's what he did. They called him that? How did he know? Because he said it on the air one night, Johnny Carson, and I see Dr. Leonard Leopold Fechner is here tonight. And so how do you know that was him? Because he was, it was kind of a thing that they said, like pages or something told him and he spread the story. But I mean, he's just. And so because of that, he thought that that he should Okay, well, let me me explain just so I can. Uh, What 
he thought this is this guy and I became obsessed with this guy because I think his story is so interesting because I truly believe that most people they see the stars but the underbelly of the show business world is much more interesting and this guy first time I ever saw this and I may have mentioned this at some point from somebody first time I ever saw the guy I walked into the comedy store it was a late it was a potluck night nobody was in the room except two guys Sam Kennison and Carl LeBeau Sam and Carl were throwing chairs at him, but they were thrown to the side of the stage. He would stop talking ta- chairs across the room, but clearly missing, clearly missing him. Uh-huh. And he would stop what he was saying, move over till the chair throwing stopped. He would go back and the entire time he would have his finger under two fingers underneath his nose. He would come back and he'd pick up on the last word that he had mentioned. So if he was saying, I went down to the store to get a popsicle because i enjoy wow i mean it was like that crazy he would just stay to the side to get away from stay to the side and then come back and pick it up on the last word it was just so he was so amazing and mitzi i i they were ready to get rid of him because mitzi didn't understand what was going on get rid of him and i just looks like he smells really bad oh unbelievably bad and so, so i thought to myself what i'd like to be able to do is keep him here so I told Mitzi, and this is at a time that Mitzi started kind of liking me to the point of, and you know how it goes. Once you start, she would start to like you. You could talk to her and talk about. So she, I told her what a big asset he was because he's been there since the seventies, closing out the potluck nights there. And I thought you can't get rid of this guy. And I actually then I threw the the ding dong show at her, and she actually called it the ding dong show. And it was funny because that was the one you were put in. Oh, that's what that was. I got. I thought it. you had it before the Simply Don. I did. It was called Simply Don. But, but what was that? When I convinced her that I'd like to do this, this is what's good about it. She said, "Okay, we'll do this." And then she gave me permission to use cameras. And at the time, now she wouldn't pe- give that to anybody. Anybody. But you I had, to make a tape for yourself because somebody's like, "I'd right. love to see you send me a tape." And you, she was like, "No, like, what? No, just let me make a tape of myself." She didn't want the comedy store anything in the background. But she also said, like. Let them come down and see. That way they'll see other people too. Yeah, well. It's like, no no one's coming down anymore. They're saying, send me the link. <laughs> like, that's so outdated. <laughs> they always throw that shit around like, well, Mitzi never let it. Like, that's, that's, that's different times. Yeah. Completely different times. But at the time, I nobody was. Would... VHS tapes of seven minutes. Really? Yeah, so I could copy them. Well, she, uh, there's, so there's nobody that was able to do that. She, I convinced her this is what we could do. And it was great because in that show I had Robert Apravaya, Peter Chen, Peter Chen, <laughs> who is just another insane character. Duncan was convinced for a while, not convinced, but he liked to throw it around that that's just a brilliant character. And he's no, that's normal. what Mitzi said. Oh, really? That was was Mitzi because when she originally saw him, thought he was just brilliant. He's playing uh-huh. a character like Andy Kaufmanish to the point of never breaking character. <laughs> And she saw Dice do it, so it's something that's within the realm of possibility. Yeah, but man, not for oh. fucking 15 straight years. <laughs> Take me up. Well, no, but he wasn't there for 15 years. She caught on pretty quick. Okay. Um, so anyway, that's... So you had those two guys in? Well, I, those guys, I got Sam the Armenian Comedian, because he was like... K-Rock? Yeah, 
Kimmel kind of said, you got to use this guy. And I went and saw him, and he was just ridiculous. At the time, he used to wear a toupee. It's crazy about ding-dong shows. Kimmel used to come once in a while. He'd come every week. He was there all the time when yeah. I first started. Yeah. Like, amazing. Like, it was insane. It was at least like once a month he'd be there. Oh, he was every week he was there. Every week, for real? Every wow. week. Yeah, it was cool looking up. You're like, oh, well, there he is. <laughs> Kimmel. He was just the guy from the, what's it called then? The Man Show. Yeah. Oh, and, and win Ben Size money. Yeah. But yeah, the man show too. But it's like, wow, you're like a legit celebrity just here. Yeah. Then he got, uh, and he loved it. I remember we used to have one guy that was there that would drink and he was like, his mother would come. He was part of the Cosme family. And I know these are so many names of so many things that don't make sense, but the Cosme family, they were like, uh, the Beverly Hillbillies in yeah. a lot of ways, even to the point where the grant Brian Cosme's grandmother one time brought a shotgun to the Ding Dong Show. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and it was just, and eventually these guys, Jimmy used on the show. They were on yeah, national TV for 13 segments on Jimmy They did Kimmel. a bunch of segments, yeah. Them, good, them going around and stuff. And to the point. He where, was he was there. She, they were his um, uh, Sarah Jill and Bar. I don't know what that is. The two uh, the people that worked in the gift shop at Letterman. Oh. Outside. No, Sarah because Bar, they, actually tried, they actually tried to do this. They called it the uh, the Cosmies, and they actually did a bit where it was like the opening of the Cosmies show with that, that bass get boom, boom. <laughs> and they had them. But, I mean, they were just an incre- incredibly insane family. And uh, what was I mentioning about that? Or we're talking about Robert. Um, Randy oh, Cosme. Oh, yeah. oh drank. like one of the things. He drank. So he would come there. His mother was yeah. there, and he was Brian's uncle, and it was just crazy. And he was always, his mother would Brian say. Brian was your best friend. Well, yeah. He's my best friend in the world. Brian Cosme is. He's the king of pudding tang. Brian Cosby is, he's my friend, he's my pal, he's the one that gets the gals, he's the best friend that I know, who's my best friend in the world, Brian Cosby is, I forgot about that, he loves being your best friend, hey best friend I'm I don't think he's ever had a best friend before. <laughs> no. And so he loved it. But he was like one of the things that was funny that he always took his side so overboard <laughs> that like no matter who was he was clearly wrong and he'd be like, Well, uh well, my shoelaces aren't weren't tight, that's why I raped her. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> and you'd be like, no, no, you're right. He's got a good point. Everybody rape victims, stop, stop. He said t- he already told you. But his but his uncle was just this guy. He was the worst drunk ever. You put a couple boot. He would always say, "Hello, mother." You know, he was like a straight arrow guy that would part his hair and comb it to the side. Oh. But then he'd get a drink in him. And he, ah, hey, Brian! He just drunk out of his fucking skull. <laughs> and uh, so one show, he said, uh, <laughs> Kimmel would love to have that open and <laughs> just keep. Feeding them the drinks, feeding them the drinks, and paying for them because he knew it was funny. Yeah, it was just Kim would just buy him drinks, get them loaded up. (laughs) (laughs) What was Cosme on? He was always on stuff or on and off stuff. What do you mean? I mean, you know, oh, just drugs. Yeah, I think medical drugs. I think okay. I mean, he had like severe psych problems. Psych stuff. I think that a lot of people. This is my feeling. I feel this about Brian Cosme. I feel this way about uh, Brody Stevens. Yeah, I think that this country. 
they just sell out so quick these drug companies everybody oh they just give drugs like crazy i i've told yeah, this but have you seen the guys in the streets that that aren't on drugs uh and but they were on drugs on oh, some sort of caused it. and i think that it, i think that once you get hooked on any kind of drug that's your body needs it your body needs it and that's, when you can't have it yeah and that's that's how i am yeah that's how i am with pussy man what i de- i need it i need it at all times because I've you kind of do it. don't you i mean i like it no <laughs> I but i mean you're a you're a little uh there's a, is there a dark side to you what do you mean in what way uh sexually yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I've always got that vibe. <laughs> <laughs> to what extent? I mean, are you like? Do you get tied up? Do you get? Uh, is, is, is there no. any freaky shit? No, but I, I've tied a girl up before, and I Have really you? liked it. And then I've also like I, I get into choking shit. Do you? Yeah. I think choking's a fun thing, like hard. Yeah, someone's slapping them around a little bit. I I will tell you this: semi rape. Yeah, see that I, uh, Mary Jane. Yeah, the ears are covered. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, that one fucking dirty girl that yeah. I that I lived with for a while. Uh-huh. She, uh, I mean, it was just like to me. It was just like I'd never experienced anything like this. She said, "We're gonna argue. We're gonna argue a lot because I'm crazy." She said that. Yes, and wow. she said, "But what I want you to do, the way to win every argument." If you th- are arguing and you don't want me talking anymore, just act like you raped me. Don't hurt me bad. Don't leave bruises, but rip my fucking clothes off. And it was just like, oh, fuck. Wow. <laughs> and then she'd stop yapping. And she'd shut her fucking mouth. I remember seeing in there, <laughs> sitting in, in that, in the, uh, in your, I don't know, what is it, the sound booth? What, what would you call that? That part of the studio? Yeah. Um, and I was trying to help you learn how to use MP3s or something. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I saw a picture of her like blowing you or something. And it was just like, <laughs> okay, okay. and you were like, whoa, you take pictures of that. I'm like, no, I don't. I've never take pictures of that. Why would you say that? I'm like, because I'm looking right here. And you're like, how'd you get this? I'm like, it was on the desktop. It just loaded up. No, I don't think that was it. I think it was something that. It was on your camera. Your camera was importing. That's what it was. Right. So it just like, bloop, it just kept changing. And then I went to those. It was something like really sexual. Maybe your penis was in her. You took a picture of that? I don't think I took pictures like that. It might have just been It could have been her porn. Mouth. No, no, no. no, no pro- just... I know what he's talking about. She would take pictures. God, she was she was a, nice, a little crazy one, huh? So she would spell it out for you. Oh, yeah. Dude, I love shit like that. Well, because I'll tell you something. You know you could have ripped her on. You know what? But here's the thing. Yeah. But you can't really ever take someone like that seriously. For a few minutes at a time, you can. For a few minutes at a time, you can. But, oh, it turned into badness. Oh, yeah. You guys fought. Uh, no, it wasn't even about the fighting. It was just... Drive each other crazy, right? She well, drove you crazy. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not that far. I don't need much of <laughs> yeah, a push. you don't need much of a push. <laughs> no. <laughs> you just... That reminds me, I was at, I was at uh, Sky Bar once. You ever go over there? Yes. And I was there once. It was a warm night. Uh, Rogan used to take us over there. That's the only way to go to some place like that. With, with this guy, the celebrity. Yeah. yeah. You go off right in and stuff. Anyway, we're all sitting in this little bungalow area, which is like a little bed. You know, everyone can sit all around. It's right in front of the pool. And there's these girls swimming in the pool. Bottoms of their underwear on. No bra, no top at all. Swimming in the pool at fucking midnight for attention. 
And uh, they swim up. And to they the got pool. your attention. Yeah, they swim up to the side. They're like, "Oh, it's Joe Rudd." They noticed him from from Fear Factor. They were being, but they, there's a type of fan he had. The Fear Factor fan was like a really bad, annoying fan. The the UFC fans weren't that bad, but the Fear Factor fans, they would all say like, "Fear is not a factor." For, it was just the dumbest, the same, always the same. Eat this, always the same stuff. And so this girl started doing that. She got annoying. Then she put her clothes back on. She came over for an autograph. And uh, he gave it to her. He gave her an autograph. And then she said something. One of those typical things again, like, like, what are you... F- I don't know, something. And he was like, all right, well, I'll see you later. And then she said something to me. And I just... She had her regular clothes on. I just pushed her. Just by the by two fingers in her chest. Like in an upper chest. Not boob area. Just pushed her backwards. She was right at the edge of the pool. And she kind of did the... Whoa, 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 with her hands. And she tried to grab was me. Was she I, faking? No, no. She was like on the border. And she tried to grab me to hold herself, and I just moved my hand away and let her fall right in with all her clothes. See ya. See ya. That was really rewarding. And we were leaving anyway, so it was not an issue. God, I'm remembering that. That felt good. <laughs> Boom. But the autograph, let it get wet Did, now. Does he laugh at that, Joe? I don't think he even saw, because he turned to walk away. I think he might have been in front of me. I think he might laugh at that, because she was already so annoying. Yeah. But I, generally, no. He's kind of like... Doing some mean stuff to people, yeah. Because I've I've seen Joe many years ago in the parking lot, yeah. And I, you know, I saw that he had very little tolerance. <laughs> yeah. If you want some more, there's a bag right no, there. No, I got it. Uh, he had little tolerance for someone that was became annoying. Yeah. And my I, used to say it. I'm glad he likes me. <laughs> I saw like one day some girl said something. Not to insult him, but was really a fan, but said something just because she was stupid uh-huh. that I could see where it would insult him. Yeah. And he just went off on her because she was drunk and it was just like, oh, she's. Oh. Yeah. Sometimes those are uncomfortable. I remember actually, I, you know, I can see where those guys would be annoying, but I, you know. When it's like the, everything you think is so witty. They have heard a, a million, million times. times right. I, I saw James Carville. We were doing a commercial once. You know that guy, the political yes, analyst, right? And I saw him, and I was like, "Oh, that's a celebrity in this in this van." You know, because like a bunch of celebrities and a bunch of regular people. And he was there getting ready to shoot his little thing. And I was like, "What should I say to him? Don't be the asshole who says like, oh, what Bill Clinton, you help? I don't know, whatever." But I figured, you know what, I'll say. He used to do the morning radio show sometimes. Tony Kornheiser would have a morning radio show. Really? A sports show. Yeah, on 570 AM, the team, WTEM in Maryland. And uh, he would come on there and make football picks. Really? They called him the Swami. No, they did not. Yeah, they called him the Swami. He gave me the rule of never pick a home underdog by more than seven points. If Why? You're, if, you're, if you're supposed to lose by, by more than seven points at home, always bet on the home team because they'll make it a fight. It's just never a good idea. If it's 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, bet on the home team to cover the spread. Anything over 7. Really? Yeah, that was Swami's rule that I'll still remember. So I saw him in there. I was like, that's what I'll say. Something that's been 20 years, but I know he fucking was cool. He was like, that was him being a regular person. I was like, dude, I used to love listening to you on WTEM, on Kornheiser show. And he just goes, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, he's heard that a thousand times. He may have, yeah, but it, it's just like there's, it's never ending. I mean, yeah. people just want that moment. Yeah, and it's, <clears throat> and also it's like, what? So some stranger said they heard me on something. Like, then what? What? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where do you take it from there? Yeah. yeah, yes, that was a thing I did. Uh, yeah, you're right. 
I don't know for sure if you heard me, but I did do that show. It's like saying, like, oh, I, you were an English major in college. Yeah, it, there's nothing really good that you can do to a celebrity. Uh-uh. There's nothing really good. You know, uh, I guess a good thing, I guess the perfect thing would... Matt, I can point one out, but go ahead. Uh, if, if you went up and you said, hey, I don't mean to bug you, I just think that you're great. And then fist bump yep. him. And, walk, so you, and keep walking. And, and walk away. Bill Simmons used to say, buy me a beer and then toast glasses and leave is the perfect interaction from him. He wrote that in his column. Yeah. But, uh, oh, you didn't go along with him? No, I love no. Bill Simmons. Um, yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's a good interaction. Just quick and, and leave and don't bother somebody. Yeah. Just as fist, We saw, we want to see fun, that band fun at the House of right. Blues, that free show. I didn't and know it was free. Yeah. They just said, open Monday. Just go. I'm like, oh, there's like 80 people there. This is under a year fun? ago. Yeah. Really? Yeah, there's nobody knew, and they were pissed off. The crowd was texting. It wasn't full at all. It was a free show with an open bar. I think Sprint or AT and T or one of those. Really? One of those sponsored it. Yeah. So it was just wow. It's funny because I'll tell you this. They hadn't won the Grammy yet, but it was that year. Okay, but still, I mean, when that album came out, I remember them being on Kimmel. Yeah, they were already huge, and they were just like people were going crazy. Uh huh. It's a great album. It really is. Great album, but um. So afterwards, we were going up to the foundation room. They had all this like pastries and shit up there. It's a great night and yeah. more open bar. We were going up the back steps there. There they are, two of them, the lead singer and the and I don't know what, the guitar player, the right. drummer. And so I'm like, oh, I noticed that's them. I don't think the rest of the people, Simbari and Edgar and Madonna, I don't think they noticed, but I realized right. that I sort of... Well, you I, really are running with a Hollywood crowd, too. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, and I was saw him with enough steps to go, and I was like, "You're not going to say anything. There's nothing you can say here. It'll be cool. Just walk by and let him let him continue talking yeah. to his friend." And that's what I did. But Edgar pointed out later, if you just say, "As you pass by, just go, you guys killed it, and keep walking." Yeah, that, that, I like that when people like tell me I did a good job as they leave. Right, like over, you know, yeah, it makes you, you feel better. You love to hear it. Uh, you speak, speaking of that, as you were saying that, I'll tell you. Uh, and I mentioned earlier, it's cool to go with some guy who's got some weight in the yeah. industry. Oh, yeah, it's a sky bar. Yeah. Right. Uh, maybe the coolest time of ever going to the House of Blues or more celebrities. I think it was like the second night that the House of Blues was open. Yeah. And I mean, it was not, It was closed to the public. Dice took <sighs> Dice took us over, there. and I mean, I had never seen. So at one point, I'm standing in a five by five space, and kind of everybody talking around me. Dice was there, obviously. This is Dice and Dice. Still Dice. Ah, uh, when the still House of Blues. Uh, he, he he wasn't that big, but it was like he still was noticed. Okay. I mean, he was, but I mean, Clinton's brother. Uh who was talking to Dice, Bruce Springsteen, uh, Oliver Stone. Wow. All in this, Danny DeVito was all in this little, like. Oh. I mean, and it's like. House of Blues, that's where we were, the vestibule thing right. outside. And yeah. then we went into this room, Dice went in this room. In the room, Penny Marshall and Robert De Niro talking. Whoa. So it was like one of these things, but I mean, Bruce Springsteen. Jesus. Clinton's brother. I think might have been when Clinton was still president. So, I mean, it was that big of a thing. So that is, I, do you get in awe of, like, when you see celebrities that big? Sometimes, unless I've seen him a bunch, like, you don't get in awe of Kimmel anymore. So, like, but the like, first time I had do. Dana White, I was like, whoa. And then I was like, oh, what's up, Dana? How you doing? But then still, once in a while, when he's, like, out of UFC, then I feel like, oh, everyone's bothering him. Yeah. I can't even, I can't even say hi. 
But does anybody get to you now, no matter where you see them? Celebrity-wise? Yeah. Yeah, any celebrity I see, there's a moment of catch where you're like, uh, uh like, you have to, like, that's the person. Dom Herrera came in with uh, Sean Penn, somebody really? else the other day, and I was, like, intentionally not looking at him at all. Yeah. I was continuing the conversation with Don about something unrelated, and I was not going to ever look at him or yeah. say anything. Yeah, that's... That's what, because it, it's like, and they probably knew that's what you were doing. Maybe. I can't be fucking, there's no way that, oh, there's uh, no, it's so it's, hard. I, that's what I was saying. She it's, said, oh, I like your work. Uh, why? Well, you wouldn't say it to an accountant. Yeah, you would. I like your work. Yeah. Thanks for saving me money. Oh, yeah. It's maybe. polite. It's just etiquette. If you use basic etiquette, you can't get in trouble for badgering celebrities. <sighs> badgering them? Oh, badgering. Oh, yeah, that word. So you this Ding Dong show, which, by the way, I was a part of. Yeah. It made me a Ding Dong member. Not officially. I was you, you, your name was on the f- flyer. Yeah, I was so fucking lame. Once I realized what it was, I was so embarrassed. It just Have we talked on this about this on another right. podcast? No, we had a Ding Dong show podcast. Oh, that's right. But what I was going to say is this training you got for the Ding Dong show to be able to do that and the Windy City Heat. Yeah. Like, how did you get that ability? Where does that come from? Just, because most people, I've seen you pick them out, not only being able to find them, but also just being able to like pick out somebody that would fit into that show. Yeah, and then get the stuff out of them the way you do. Because there's a certain way of talking to them. I was talking to Florentine once with one of the ding-dongers outside, and they were mentioning something about something, and he could see instantly like this was a, as you would call it, character. Yeah. And he started doing this thing where you can make fun of them without them realizing you're making fun of them. So only the people around you here. Right. You know? It's like, oh, interesting. Tell me more about that um, That bat. Right. Tell me more mm-hmm. so, uh-huh. more about these guys that corner you in a room. Right, yeah. <laughs> so everyone's red for a month a year. Interesting. <laughs> and what, when did they become that? Yeah, and I realized, like, oh, you get it too. But then there's, there's a way to be able to talk, talk, get that stuff out of them. It's another thing that, you know, it's funny. Yeah. I think that what it is, and I think the way I look at everything, and like uh, some somebody's kid who's now old enough that can make sense is actually in college now, but said that when I, when they were little kids, the reason they liked me so much is because I talked to them. Oh yeah. As regular people, as regular people. Yeah. And I think it's the same thing. I, and I also kids adore me. So I mean at all, all ages, all levels, I think they adore me. And I think that it's just a lot of people just don't talk to people. They don't treat them with respect. Yeah, I think that might be a lot of it. They just well, most people don't see each other. They're just like that's just a thing going by me. They right, really exactly. See, a person. see, but I like colorful people. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess you do. So, what do you do? You just talk to them and get get whatever out of them. Like I remember when we go to like a uh, that pizza place that uh, I think you got banned for life from. I no. Oh, Why no. would I have gotten banned for life? I I don't know. Possibly. Oh, by the way, we've talked about road rage here. Uh huh. I had a real bad one. <laughs> <laughs> what did you, you do? Show him uh, the boo-boos. I got a few things on my hands. Whoa. What? From, All right, please so, tell me from punching the steering wheel. No. Oh. Let me let me tell you the story. Do you want to hear the story? Yeah, of course I want to hear the story. It's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, Mary Jane, stop. You don't know anything. You only know no, what I'm I told you. No, I'm not a you. witness. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I was in a pretty good mood. I'm on the phone talking to somebody. I'm in the car. Yeah. All right. So now somebody comes. They take a right turn onto the street, Santa Monica. And they go in the lane. Now, they go into another lane. Wait, were they within a mile of you? They were within literally less than 20 yards. Okay. They turn into the good lane. All right, I can see that. But then they just slowly drift into mine. Now I'm like, fuck. 
so I, I because I didn't even normally I'm watching every what everyone else is doing on the road. I was on the phone, so I wasn't. But I saw them do that, so I give the horn, and I start to go around them. Yeah. I see this out the side of the window, the, the finger. finger. Okay, that's gonna be no, it. no, no. Really? Nope. You've been nope. better. You saw the finger. You did not. I didn't. I didn't. Actually, in a way, all that's I did good. was that's better. I was pulling up because I was in a good mood, and and I'm pulling up beside him to see what kind of asshole would do this. Yeah, sure. I didn't, Just looking is not a problem. Didn't do anything. Yeah, that's great. So when so I look. Far. They spit at you? And it must have been, this guy must have had like almost chewing tobacco spit because it was all over my car, got me in the face. So now I... Oh, oh, I oh, got on your face? What do you mean it got in your face? The, the gob was so big, it got on my face and it was all over the Through car. the passenger side window? No, because I was coming around them on this side. The oh. guy put his hand out like this. Oh, passenger he was on the passenger guy. guy. The passenger okay, guy. right. And so he spit, and I mean literally. Wait, you honked. He. Th- I I honked, and I came around him, and as I was going by him, I wasn't like honking again. I was just going by, and I glanced to see what kind of asshole would do this. <laughs> I oh see him, God. and I could see it coming. It was this gob gets on my face on the back of my car. You and I like holy shit. I and I took pictures of it. So now what I do is I see, so what I do is I speed up, I cut in front of them, and I take a next right because what I wanted to do, instead of going crazy, what I was going to do is I was going to film his license plate number. Now he follows me. For Vine or regular? For uh, for Vine. All I needed was six seconds. Okay. So he pulls behind me, and now I'm seeing there's three guys in the car. My first thought is I don't want to get out. Yeah, three on one's not. You could take a two on one, but three on one. Okay, tough. all right. So I get out of the. So I wait for them to go by. I'm getting the Vine video, and I don't know if you know this. I didn't know this, so I'm having a hard time getting the Vine video going because I'm on the phone, and you can't wow. get the Vine going when you're on the phone. And I wasn't even. I had completely forgot that I'm on the phone. Oh, you just like stopped talking to whoever it was. Yeah, who was Be- on the phone with? Uh, a guy from this Fantastics who's been following us around and all. Okay, <laughs> so we're nice. talking biz, and then you're just and suddenly you've told this story before. Mary did the same thing where uh-huh. suddenly like you're listening and they're like, uh huh, yeah. And then later we'll get that. Hey, you motherfucker! Mm-hmm. I thought you had to do it then. Yeah, pull pull the fucking trigger. If you're a man, you'll pull the fucking trigger. <laughs> okay, but I, have I done anything wrong so far? No. I'm trying to do something because he spit on me, and I know that spitting on somebody that is an attack. Yeah, that's that excuses like you know how to say whoever throws the first punch can't right. sue. That counts as a first punch, right? And so, with lawyers, that's DNA, and that's right. You know, and I and I that's a bigger crime so now I'm waiting for this Vine video, and I can't really figure it out. But I get out of the car, and I'm thinking, all right, you want to stay there? So I'm going to go up, and I'm going to film them. So I hold my camera like this. Yeah. And I'm trying to push it. I'm seeing it's not working. I'm like, what the fuck? fuck? But now I'm walking and I can't I can't go back on this. So I go to the guys and I'm thinking, these guys must be pretty bad fuckers if they're going to spit on somebody, then follow them down the street and then wait for them to make the next move. And I'm wow. thinking, so now I'm getting a little bit afraid, but I go up and they look like they're scared to death of me. They were following you? They, they turned down the street that I went down. And when I stopped to get my... To get my camera underneath because I couldn't find they it. Passed you? No, they didn't pass me. They pulled up behind me and stopped. Qu- quick description: a uh, small, medium, or large build guys in the car. Good question. Okay. Uh, 
I, have a I would say medium, medium, because like the one guy they got out of the car was over six foot tall, but he was okay. thin. The guy like in the me. passengers, yeah, but not as tall as you, maybe. Okay. Uh, the guy in the car was the, in the passenger seat was a little bit more stocky, but wasn't as tall. And then the guy in the back, I didn't really catch, but he was a third guy. They followed you down the street. They followed me. Oh, and wait, they, I, my follow-up question, what's the answer? What's what was the question? The first question was what was their what was their build? I just told you. And the follow up question is what? Oh, race! Yeah, I wants to know what race. Obviously, that's the question. <laughs> I I I don't notice that kind of stuff, but they might have been some sort of dirty Persian. Persian types. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They're the, they're the worst of the whites. Yeah. Of all the whites, they're like the, the bottom. So an Armenian probably. But now I see that they're they're frightened, so I go, hey. Hey, fuckface, you want to spit spit me again? I'm holding the camera. At yeah. least they're thinking, and I'm like, I keep pushing the vine to start, and it's not starting. So I'm like, you know, and I'm saying this, and I don't remember doing this, but he claimed that I did. He said that I hit his car with my hand. But even if I did, so the guy, the driver, now they went from, like, complete pussies to this guy gets out of the car and starts charging me. So now I'm trying to get the Vine video because I'm thinking, let's get this. Let's not fight this guy. Let's get this. Uh, and I'm not getting it. And I'm like trying to push. And as I look up, he punched you. Yeah. And he oh. came in with another one. Oh. So now holding the phone, I just get him and I tackle him. And I, and I know that I put my hand across his face like this. Uh-huh. I do know scraping. that. Not a, not a scraping with my nails, but just like... Yeah. Like oh. that, holding his face. And I've got the phone, and I'm still trying to push this thing. <laughs> Fucking iPhones. Now, now, but I realize it's the guy who's still on the phone. Oh. Hey, man, can I talk to you later? I've got some stuff right now. So the guy gets out of the car. <laughs> so the, the other, now all three of them are out. And, and now I'm thinking, wait a minute, are they going to start kicking me? Yeah. Because this guy's now fighting, but now he knows he's overpowered. This is the guy who did the spitting. This no, the guy who did the spitting was still in the car. This was the driver of the car who came around and did this because he said I must have slapped his car, but I didn't slap it really bad. You slapped it though. I don't remember doing it. I really okay. don't remember. So I don't know if who cares though. So you're allowed to slap a car. It's not nobody gets hurt if you slap yeah, a car. Yeah, he spit on me. Yeah. Uh, so but now I'm thinking. Because I'm more worried about my phone, and I can see that I've got him, and he's trying to struggle, and I just, like, push, because he's got his arms wrapped around me, yeah, and he he's trying to pull me, hold on for life, and I just, like, kind of take his face and do that, and now I feel like, a, not, not in an aggressive way, but almost like, here, let me help you up, type of thing. Yeah. The guy's behind me, and so... Uh, so then I let them go, and no, I went no, up. Wait, I went up wait, in front, what? and I pretended like I took a picture of his license plate, and he said something about that. And I go, "Yeah, you fucking started shit with me." All right. So the other guy never got out of the car. No, at least two guys got out of the car, but they never like hit you or anything. They just the one guy punched me. No, tw- I'm saying the twice. second, third guy. No, they nobody just got else. out and backed up. The they first just guy. no, they just tried to help me up. Like, okay, come on. They helped you off him. They tried to get me off him. Yeah. Oh. good one well then he ripped his shirt and he fucking went crazy with that why did he rip his shirt and then i accidentally yeah uh well 
What? You don't have to say that, but yeah, he. he I accidentally did. He ripped his shirt, and, and, gave baby and then threats. I said, and he gave some baby threats and baby threats. So I actually did one thing that. Uh, What's a baby threat? It's a real, it's a real pussy thing to say because it was a statement that. Okay, let's just drop it. Let's so just like cross this line if you, if and then you just cross the line. Or no? Just, I'll tell you later. I just, okay. you know, because I don't know, you know. Yeah, it's better not to say this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He threw a baby. Okay, stop, stop, away. stop. I thought Please you stop. Threw a baby. <laughs> not, not that no, one. and they actually had a no, you dirty motherfucker. They actually had a puppy in the front seat. Oh, so get such a cute battery. <laughs> and, and I honestly, when I came up, I was, oh, look at the doggy. So you went from walk, you went from walking up there, thinking like, what am I doing right now? These guys followed me here and got out of the car. To then going, oh, they're scared little fucks. To yeah. then like, oh, now this guy's punching me. This guy punched me. So and they I- were always bad at. They just looked scared, but they weren't. I don't know because if they were really not scared, the other guy could have kicked me. But they followed you down. That yeah, he could have kicked me. Follow this motherfucker. You think that's what they said? Persians. They think they're so fucking entitled to everything. Oh, and just and let me tell you this. How old were they? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I but I do know this. Can't say how old they were. I don't know how old they were. They didn't show ID. Yeah, but like a range. I thought they were in their twenties. That sounds about right. They've gotten everything given to them by their. Exactly, they're driving a nice car. A daddy lack, that's what they're called. Right, and it, it just scumbags. And I'm thinking, you know, because then I'm like, God, what, I just want to beat the fuck yeah. out of this guy because he just, he was so fucking weak. He was so weak. I mean, he punched me twice in the face. And yeah, it, you're not even looking. Just ran up to punch because you. I'm trying, and I like this. Twice he punched oh, me. You could have gotten that on film. It would have been the greatest Vine video ever. So cool. Yeah, like, ah. Boom, <laughs> ah. Yeah. But, I mean, just the badass. That Whoa. I, what? Just burnt up a bunch of smoke. Did you? Wow. Where'd you get that? From way, from way before. From like 10 minutes ago. What? <laughs> oh, my God. But, uh... You just caught in a little air bubble in there or yeah. something? But, but that was, uh... Well, that is better, Don. That's definitely... No, better. and I mean... And, and I, I mean, I'm telling you this. Yeah. I wanted to fucking really then... Because I'm like... This little fucking, this guy's going to fucking punch me. And I mean, literally, I took him down like that and I had my hand like just like crushing his face. Man. I mean, clearly, but they spit on me. They fucking spit on me. And I mean, literally, I, it's one of those things. But those are already guys, like a guy's willing to spit on you. At that point, it's like, do you want them in your life anymore? No, get the fuck away from them. You're and not I, and I win. think, and I think that's what I. I mean, there again. I think I've mentioned this. But they followed you down that. Uh, uh, you yeah, didn't say anything like, "Yo, come over here." No, right I now. didn't. I didn't do anything. Right I cut in front of them and I turned down the street. You cut in front of them. Yeah, like a taunting way. Not of course, that, doesn't of justify, course. Okay. Because doesn't after their behavior doesn't justify no, that. No, because what I did is this. It was like they were going slow. I was behind them as I passed them. They spit, and I go, "You motherfuckers!" So I go and I cut in front of them, and then I turn down the first street, and they followed me down the first street. Yeah. Wow. But I also say that's probably not a good thing to get in the habit of. If yeah. people follow you, I do that sometimes when I get really mad because I'm driving slow in the left lane. Yeah, but the, the highway, and then when I finally pass them, I want to go back in front of them. It's like right in front of them yeah. to let them know what are you doing. No, but when they follow you down the street, that's it's bad prob- news. It's probably because if they're bad enough to follow you, they're probably not afraid to do something. Yeah, it's like they already spit in your spit on yeah. a random person's face for honking. 
And I didn't even give the finger back. Wow. Yeah, the force was giving the finger. It's like, what's your problem, man? What are you, what are you giving the finger for? You cut in front of somebody. You 20, cre- it, people in their 20s get so pent up. Uh, my This guy, John Wilbur, was my brother-in-law's brother. Oh, brother. Yeah. He, um, he used to get such road rage. So there are other eggs in your nest? That's not how Jews breed, Don. Okay, I'm, I'm a little unfamiliar. Uh, but anyway. Like regular set. Anyway, um, he used to like, if he had like 20 feet in front of him, or if the light was going to turn yellow, he would keep speeding up till it was red and then like slam on his brakes. Not screech, but like always like go as fast as he could. If the light turns green and red, he would just go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Just would never want anyone in front of him. Somebody cut in front of him, they turn their blinker on, but like 150 yards up, like plenty of room to get in. And so he make the mistake of thinking you could put your blinker on, so he tries to speed up, but they're already getting in. And so he would stop. I remember him pulling in front of somebody. My brother told me this. Pulling to the side of that guy, doing the roll down the window sign. And then when she rolled down the window, he goes, you are a bitch. And I was just like, whoa. For trying to get in the left lane at some point. But the 27-year-olds are always like that. They get fucking pent up, 26-year-olds. Because they don't know what the fuck's Mm -hmm. going on in life. They're not fucking enough. They really don't. It's not even about, well, it probably Probably is. some of that. They're just, I agree. My body is. They're 27. They're not doing anything. They're not, they don't know where they're going in life. I've always heard the. Instead uh, of doing something with yourself, you can just fight someone else. Some guy who uh, told me about this said that in your 20s, you try to figure out what you want to do in life. In your 30s, you start deciding how to do what you want to do in your life in your 40s you start reaping the success yeah that makes sense that's why bands always get paid later when they go to vegas for fucking 60 80 100 a pop because their fans grow up like run dmc right and now yeah we can only afford 12 dollars tickets before right. but now those people here or there can afford 200 tickets i just saw that thing with the uh the eagles documentary Oh, yeah. Are you a fan of them at all? I kind of know them, but they really started to annoy me pretty fast. Really? Yeah. Why is that? Just because they... it was. Do you think it was something... Overplayed. Yeah. The sound just wore off after a while. See... It's just like some, some hold up long... I hadn't really time. heard them in quite a while, and I watched that documentary. You got back into the music? Oh, the music is spectacular. Yeah. It's spectacular. I mean, I would have to say that the Hotel California album could be... It, don't, def- don't you do that. One of the greatest don't. albums ever. Oh, my God. Really? One of the greatest albums ever? Absolutely. You know what? I shouldn't judge it. I'll go there is, to there it. isn't I'll a, there isn't a bad it. song on there. Okay. They, it was a classic album, and I always loved the fact. I remember the first time that I went by the Beverly Hills Hotel and said, why does that look familiar? And then it dawned That's on me. That's where it was? That's the cover of the Hotel yep. California album. Oh, what are, you, what are you writing there? Hotel California. By the Eagles. I know who it's by. Thank Just you. But you know what? They were saying in this documentary, which was kind of interesting, they said that they retired in 1980. Uh-huh. And, they, uh, and that was when classic radio first kind of started, where the playlists were nothing but classic all rock. All 60s and 70s. 60s and 70s. And it was like, so they, they never went there. away. Yeah. And they all got these, well, Glenn Fry and Don Henley both had really successful solo careers. Yeah. Both of them had like, you know. That's who the Eagles were, those two guys? Well, those were the two, like, yeah, the and two main else? guys. Well, the, Jeff Ross. No. 
How many could you name anybody in the Eagles? Oh, no. Okay. I wouldn't have been able to guess those guys. I've heard of both those guys, but I wouldn't have been able to know, name them. Okay. Well, they had one guy in there that they brought in like for their third or fourth album by the name of Don Felder. In this documentary, it's like, my God, do they shit on him. Oh, really? Oh. They talk about a song he did on Hotel California that he claimed was his and he wanted to sing it. And they had him sing it, but it wasn't very good. Yeah. So they had Don Henley sing it, who's like just one of the great voices of rock and roll. But this is just regular stuff. Right, they have to go through. Like, dude, you're not a good boy. Just right, right. because how do you tell your friend? Yeah, exactly, and that was it. And they said when he, they had the Don Henley theory. do it, they took him out to din- they took him out to dinner, so he wasn't there when Don Henley did the vocals. <sighs> and then the argument was, he kept saying it was his song, and he was like, "No, you brought in the guitar lick. Yeah. You br- we put the lyrics together. I mean, it's just crazy." Then uh, later in the documentary, when they reunite, you know. Don Henley and Glenn Fry. Glenn Fry was like, okay, here's what we're going to do. I'll do this, but the only way is if Don Henley and I get the most money. Because they were the guys that wrote yeah. the songs. They were the guys that, you know, and they had, and as Glenn Fry said, we both had solo careers where everyone else in the band yeah. did nothing. Yeah. And Don Felder, uh, so he called him and said, okay, you have until tonight midnight tonight to sign that contract or we'll find somebody else and they said and like he called his manager and said tell don thanks for being the only asshole in the band that has to fight this so they just got rid of him oh really oh and you know for the reunions with someone else some other drummer they go and they pack stadiums so those page and that i guess he already had a lot of money huh well, yeah. I mean, you, you're part of something that big if you save your money properly. But you know what? These guys are going out in the road all over the world still, selling out stadiums. Yeah. And they're making, you know, they're now to the point where they're making the bulk of the money because now they have their own. Wow. You know, it's not like yeah, record yeah, exactly. company. They, right, they're not putting out albums, just all touring. In it's all, they, they put out an I, album. I saw Steve Miller Band. Uh, in great, Ottawa, great yeah, but, they, but you know how you pay for your own stage, right? Their stage, real basic. They're like, we're taking the money, we're not investing a lot in a light show or craziness. Just it looks like a big awning over them with the guitars. It's okay, it looks cool, right. but nothing crazy is going to happen. We're just up here playing and singing. Now they were kind of like a seventies, eighties band, yeah, and early eighties, yeah. But they got in the end of it. What do you mean? The end of that that classic rock. Oh yeah, of, right. Yeah. So you know them from classic yeah. rock. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that they're pretty good. But, but it was just, I don't know, it's just bands like that. I would say the Eagles, they may have been overplayed because there's so many songs that you know. But Once somebody gets overplayed, Mumford & Son was cool for about, you know, three months. And yeah. now it's like, Jesus. And I, I turn the channel when I'm when it's but, but let me ask you this. It's good songs. I just can't take it anymore. Now, you're, you're tired of listening to it on the radio. You're tired of listening to a CD. But if you if somebody gave you tickets to an Eagles concert... Oh, I'd go. Would you enjoy it? Oh, fuck yeah. Because every fuck song, yeah. and they do such fuck a great yeah. job playing it, sounds like the record. Yeah. The only guy who's a little different, sounds a little different than the record, right. is Joe Walsh who's in it. Joe Walsh, I've heard of that guy too. Yeah, Joe Walsh had a kind of a successful career. And so they guy br- sound like this? He was like just one of the craziest drunks ever. You, you know who uh, Keith Moon from the, the Who is, the drummer? Okay. Eventually died. It was famous for like driving cars into uh yeah, swimming pools he oh, really? he actually ran over somebody and killed somebody oh. i mean but he was just like the ultimate partier keith moon was crazy yeah he, and he died from it joe walsh hung out with him oh but he also hung out with like sam kinnison 
actually was at Sam Kinison's uh, funeral and sang. Man, but Joe Walsh was huge. But I mean, he goes. He back. was in the. He was in the Eagles. He got into the Eagles right when Hotel California because they wanted to take it up another step and rock it out just a little was bit. He already more. somebody else. Oh yeah, he had had a. This is like when the Red Hot Chili Peppers took on uh, what's his name. Took on who? Oh no, no, somebody picked up. Well, they had a guy that was they in the band. Jane's Addiction or what are they? Who did they have? Oh, what it was was this: the Red Hot Chili Peppers had a guy that went to high school with them, the guitar player. He yeah. died. Yeah. Then they got this other guy who was great, who had a terrible heroin over. He just got hooked on heroin to the point where he almost killed himself. Then they got the guy from Jane's Addiction yeah. who was going out with uh, Perry Farrell. No, Perry Farrell was the uh, the lead singer of Jane's Addiction. Oh. And, but who did they uh, get? Dave Navarro. Dave Navarro. Okay. Right, and he was in there for one album. He actually did Woodstock, and he and he wasn't. He was with so Woodstock. Dave Navarro from Jane's Addiction. And yeah. Did was in the Red Hot Chili Peppers for one album, and one of their big shows was Woodstock, and where they wore Woodstock ninety nine or Woodstock. It might have been ninety four, might have been ninety nine. I think the maybe. One, I mean, though, whatever it yeah. was, was the uh, they wore light bulbs on their head, uh-huh. and Dave Navarro was completely against it. Why? Uh, because he wasn't like that kind of goofy oh, for, right. in in his eyes. But I'll tell you this: yeah, he wanted to just be a rock guy. Yeah. So I he, saw Perry Farrell once. You know where that um, newsstand is on Sunset, right next yeah. to the Waffle Place. Right, I saw him out there in one of those weird, like a type of robe that the Moon Rock used to wear. You know, like a like a right. Like a, I don't know. You know, an Indian garb. Absolutely, I know exactly what you're talking. And about. He was handing out flowers as people walked by. You're just here. He goes a flower for you. One night, I actually uh, kind of screwed up. I because sometimes when they have uh, like they close the lot at Kimmel yeah and I've always got my camera with me so I went to uh I was we had to park across the street at the uh the Highland and Hollywood and Highland parking lot yeah because we can't park in our thing so as I came out I saw two guys uh, they were playing guitar and you know one guy was singing one guy was playing a guitar and, I thought, oh. and then I realized it was Perry Farrell and Dave Navarro and I'm looking around, and then I see <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel Live crew. Get out. Oh, yeah, they're filming something. <laughs> oh, what's going on over here? <laughs> hey, it's Dave Navarro. <laughs> what, are you, what are you playing out there with the lights on you? <laughs> That's hilarious. I've got those pictures. <laughs> Walked right into it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, Hey, uh, let's talk about Tropicana for a minute. Uh, what? People, don't, people don't know the Tropicana, and this is what today's reason for talking to you huh yeah tropicana was a a female mud wrestling place <laughs> and i worked there in the late 80s and the early 90s I, female, two, I thought it was a strip club no it was a mud wrestling place you didn't know that no i, th- I remember sort of you had those things what do you mean i, I, I had was, those I things i thought it was like something they did like once a week or something no it was it every night even right no bikini no it was all bikini and here was the thing <laughs> they would have you know, they had what they called the round girls. And between the matches, you could bid to wrestle these girls in oil or in mud. And uh, you could bid to be the one who gets to do to it. To get to wrestle, right. Okay. So a lot of bachelor parties, you know, and it was always fun. Well, I was the. That's how Blue died from. What? From um, that Will Ferrell movie where he goes back to school. Blue. My boy Blue. Oh. What movie is that? What the fuck are you talking about? 
That movie that Will Ferrell was in, was Frank the Tank. I don't know who when he was Frank the Tank. How long, old or new? No, like seven, eight years ago. Not back to school. It's when he they, and then him and the guy from Swingers. Oh, old school. Old school, yeah. That's how Blue died in fucking oil wrestling. Oh, did he? Yeah. <laughs> See, I didn't know he that. Two girls, then he had a heart attack with a smile <laughs> on his face. My boy Blue. <laughs> anyway, but this place at the time. Now this is like late '80s, early '90s, and it was, it was. I got to the point where I was emceeing that place six nights a week, and what the good thing, the girls, whatever their bids were, you know, if I got three hundred dollars, they were supposed to give me ten percent of what their bid was. Oh, nice! But I get all the money from there, plus I get a paycheck. But what was the paycheck regular hourly? Uh, maybe ten dollars an hour. You know, yeah. So I get that, but. The thing that was crazy about it was, you know, the smart girls, they always knew to give me more than 10% because I could actually... Drive their bidding up. Right. I could, And I was a fake bidding motherfucker. You'd be like, oh, I see 25. 20, 25 over there. And just I, randomly you say right, three. Right. And wow. then and then if I... And there was people, there were so many regulars there, I would always go up to a regular and say, oh, no, no, no. You, these It's cash only. You can't have a credit card. Uh-huh. All right. I'll go back to you for... 210 oh you would just oh oh that way you wouldn't get caught right no 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 it's cash only you don't have who was the last oh wow. yeah nice and so i do that wait so they learned pretty right away did you tell them that they just figured it out uh what do you mean exactly the animal knows where to feed naturally i think that you know they knew because there was a guy that was there before i kind of came in he was there when i was there yeah but his, he was kind of like the guy that had done it for years from when it opened so i think he was kind of like people knew uh all along the deal before you even got yeah there. and some of them tried to fuck me i remember one time there was a girl that fucked me she she did it with you she Just- well what she did is this she had a regular customer at all these strip clubs. There's all these regular saps of shit that go in there and think that they're spending money. I remember, well, what could they do when they weren't jello wrestling or mud wrestling? Well, they did round girl stuff. What's, where, what, what is that? Okay, that's where you would go around and you would walk through the audience, like when the music was playing while they were getting ready to come down and wrestle. Yeah. And guys could raise bills and girls would come over and kiss their neck. Oh. But there was a whole thing they would throw their hair in the face and come down and like and then wow and some really? of the dirtier girls that's like the, kind of like a hot version of a lap dance it was but it's i'll tell you this intimate. but this place was so fucking crazy because there was girls that worked there that were like centerfolds in playboy there was a girl that worked there that was like penthouse pet of the year runner-up and you know so this People came from all over, and this is in the late 80s, like, you know, the hair bands and all this, and people would, there was like, strip clubs were kind of like, uh, what? it was kind of like cool to go to the famous ones. And all so there's right. these fucking saps that knew all, like the Dollhouse and Fort Lauderdale and all these, and there was like a, but that was one of the stops. Yeah. Why are you, this is second- fucking- my underwear keeps riding up on this couch, and it's like pinching my dick. We're at my studio, the uh, Simply Down the Podcast Network studios at a secret location in West Hollywood, California, and you don't like the couches, huh? I'm okay with it, but it just, when I sit up, it it, put, it makes my underwear bunch up. Well, anyway, back, so so anyway, so these oh, girls... I'm not moving, yeah. So these girls knew, all right, yeah. you got So they fully fucked you, they were like... Well, no, well, this one tried to fuck me. She was like, 
really a cute girl. Yeah. Big fake tits. Really an attractive girl. How old? Made a, uh, you know, early 20s. Uh-huh. Made tons of money. But How was just the biggest bitch ever. <laughs> ever. And so one night, she's got a regular customer there. Nobody's in the room. And they went back and forth. And what I did, I played, and there was nobody there. I got the bid up to $1,000. What do you mean? Oh, you got the bid up to that? A thousand dollars. Fake bidding it. Like, okay, I nine hundred one thousand you know, I just I made it a big thing. Worked my ass off. And she said she's not gonna tip me because uh because that was her regular customer. And I like Oh, oh so thought, you like- fucking bitch. So the next time she came out there, what I did because after that, she was, fuck him, fuck him. Because everybody was saying, you got to tip him. You got to yeah, tip him. Yeah, you got to tip him. And she's, fuck him, fuck him. So what they did is they gave me, you know, management gave me the $100. Just said, like, well, we'll give you Yeah, that. well, because I we went in there. <laughs> I remember I went to the manager. I said, she did this, and now she's telling me. And the entire time, she's in her bikini. And it was, like, amazing because she's trying to straighten it up as the manager behind the desk that's going to make a decision on what's happening. Uh-huh. She, she's unfortunately. No, they kept coming out of her bathing suit top. Uh-huh. What, her, her what, a, what, a, what an unfortunate thing uh-huh. for me because now the manager is just paying attention to her and not yeah. me. Oh. Wait a second. In hindsight, she, <laughs> she might, might have, have done that yeah, purposely. She might have. Uh, <laughs> but so after that, so but they gave you the hundred bucks. They gave me the hundred bucks, and they okay. So now she tried to get everyone upstairs to sign a petition of to petition for to what? get me fired. Wait, all over you just wanting the hundred bucks? Yeah, no, but you wanted the hundred bucks, and then you wa- oh you told on her. Yeah, that was what she was mad about, right? Okay. And because she thought she was a little fucking princess. Yeah, she's a good looking girl. Well, but you what blend a, in there. Yeah, exactly. Because this place, there was. I mean, they used to have. She a, wanted to get people to sign a petition to get you fired, going that far out of her way. Yeah, and they had uh, this place, though. It was so Petitions. cool. They would have a parade of all the girls that went from shortest to tallest, uh-huh. and I mean, they just each one. It was like whoa, 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 wow. everyone. Anyway, so now the way I handled her. The next time that I was there and she was working, uh, she gets there and, you know, and at the beginning you, you introduce, here she is, little Bo Peep. She'd do her little dance and strip down from her costume to a yeah. bikini. From a little now, Bo Peep, okay. <laughs> now, who wants to wrestle her? And so the the bidding, but there's always a little chance to talk. Look at this one. She is, what you know, yeah. bum, bum, bum. Remember the bigger the bill, the bigger the thrill. All the bullshit. That, <laughs> <laughs> the bigger the bill, the bigger the thrill. Right. <laughs> so that's what you normally do. Yeah. But this time was just well, this, So this time I just like, she comes out and it was like, you know what? Here she is. I want to get her bid so good because I'll tell you, this is one of the sweetest girls in the world. And you know what? I found out recently and I'm just, I'm walking around the map, but looking at her. I found out she went around and tried to get a petition signed by everybody. And I'm looking at her like this, and you could just see the fear in her eyes. Like, she's not going to make a dime tonight. Uh-huh. She's going to go crazy about it. But I said, and she got tried to get all the girls to sign a petition to vote me the best MC at this club. Now, we got to give her a hand uh-huh. for that. And I just saw her go, 
<laughs> and then what she got? She got like a hundred bucks. Uh, more than that. Yeah, more than that. But yeah. she came up to me, and I said, "You ever fucking do that to me again?" And so she gave me a much. She gave me double the tip that she got there. So I made out more. But what a fucking bitch! And but then that, she fucked you. Oh, she no, tried to fuck you over. Tried to fuck me over. Did any of them try to fuck you? Yes. It's a long time ago, Don. Yeah, yes. It was like, I remember uh, the crazy thing is this. How old were you at this time? What's that? How old were you at this? It was in the early 90s, late 80s. So I went in there one time, and they would always try to do this, because I could go up into their dressing room, because, okay, come on, girls, let's get the fuck moving. And I remember there was a girl that I had had the... (laughs) I think think people know what I'm talking about. The one, two, two step? And so I came up there and nobody was in there. And they, is that Don? You come in the shower. And I went in there and she's with another girl. And they would put on little shows. They tried to invite me in. Why didn't you go in? Because I watch, but I wouldn't go in. Why? Why? Because I think. They were inviting you in, right? Right. They had security cameras, right? Yes. So what? Because if they have security cameras on the outside of strip clubs, they have them on all the private areas right. for all the managers so and employees well, to watch. Well, because you see, so one of the things that had happened there, and I had kind of got myself in a little bit of trouble, because there was one Mexican girl there. Her name was Diana, but she went by the name Brandy, not Diana, Diana. <laughs> And she was just this little fucking cute girl with the biggest fucking lips ever. Yeah. People go crazy for her lips and her eyes, and she just had this bush hair. So I started goofing around, and everyone there hated me because she was the Mexican princess and because I was the fucking dumb white guy. The yeah. workers, all the workers, all the, the workers. kitchen workers. They wanted a boner. Oh, because she was the goddess of there. Yeah. And here I am. What do they call Mexican or Mexicans call? I think it's gringo. No, guato. Some, vato. What, vato just means dude, I think. No, but there was something that they really was fucking derogatory it's, towards It's me. like stupid white man. I've heard it before, but I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what they'd call me all the time. Really? But my attitude is, yeah, I'm fucking your little princess. You're boning her. If you know oh, what yeah. that means, nice. like in school or whatever, they will fight. If a white dude's called that, like that's how they can tell if you have any idea what they're talking about. Because you would have fought them if you knew what they were saying. That's what they used to say about the Arab term, kusamach. What is that? Like, is your mother's a whore. And it's like, it's supposed to be like, well, they have to fight you then. There's no choice. But it's like, nah, everybody's different. Yeah. Well, so she, she bones. So she was trying to do it just for you to get her bids up and stuff. Uh no. Like I mean, we. I dated her. Okay. And I'll tell you this: one of the greatest things. I don't think I could ever do it again. But I remember. Uh, I at first I never wanted to bring her to my house. Yeah. So we would just go in my car after. You just fuck in the car. Yeah. Why did you? <laughs> why did you? Why didn't you? First of all, did you ever fuck in the car and get road rage at the same time? <laughs> Um, Can I just tell you, yeah. right now I'm not showing it emotionally, yeah. but I am laughing inside like a motherfucker. <laughs> That's funny stuff. Wait, what was I going to say? Oh, why did you want to take her to your house? Uh, well, because where I was staying, I had a roommate at the time, and I didn't want them to know. And where she lived, she was just getting over a relationship with a boyfriend. Yeah. So she hadn't moved out as oh, of yet. So he was still, that's uncomfortable. 
Right. So what I did is I was in an alley and I was done. I needed to pee. So what I did is I pissed her entire name on this big fence. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I still have the picture of it. Really? And I thought, holy shit, that's a lot of piss because that's <laughs> shooting up on a fence. Diana, you got two A's there. You got to yep. cross over. <laughs> it's not just an S. Like it's all one No, motion. I stopped. Big D, hold, <laughs> I, dot. <laughs> That's the hardest. You really got to It really was. <laughs> but uh did you mess up and wipe it off and restart? no you can't wipe <laughs> no, off urine off a wood fence um uh what was i gonna say um did you ever get in there wrestle with him yeah a few times did you like <laughs> take no prisoners <laughs> really try to uh, them? <laughs> i i would obviously put on i try to put on a show because there was some guys that would make have these huge bids yeah. and what they would do is they'd say i'm not wrestling and you you got to have people wrestle. Yeah. And so they'd always say, they just wanted to tip her, basically. Oh, right. So they'd tip her hundreds of dollars. And they say, okay. I want like, I'm, not, I'm not getting in the mud. I'm not, they have clothes on, right? Right. But they give you a bathing suit upstairs and there's a shower, but. Ew. Ew. <laughs> what kind yeah. of bathing suit was it? Ew. <laughs> you have to. Oh, God. You're I know. taking a bathing suit from a fucking place that has bathing suits for fucking degenerates. Right. Exactly. Oh. How often do they wash it? Sometimes? Every day. Every day. They'd wash it. I mean, you know what? I didn't wear But what they would always... But one of the things that was always passed on, let's say somebody had a big bid and they wouldn't want to wrestle, they would say, I want you to wrestle. And then they would tip me a hundred bucks or oh, something. Oh, nice. Yeah. Did so, you tip that, tip that $10 no. to anybody? No. Okay. No, I, I, I earned it myself. But I yeah. put on a show. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. And what one of the do? things that I... It was kind of fun to do there... Uh, because guys would always get hard-ons. Oh, really? So I'd always have this pitcher of ice water. And the Asian people. Because it actually... And I always feel like, because if I've talked to you... I don't know if I've talked about this before. So if people are listening and they uh-uh, heard this stuff. before. Anyway, one of the things I would do <laughs> that was... The Asian guys would always listen. Or they would come there. They These tour buses would drop them off. Yeah. And so all these didn't speak a word of English. And they would come at the beginning of the night when I would actually do a half hour of warm up. <laughs> but they didn't understand English. So I learned to be kind of like, whoa. Goofy. Yeah. And they and I'd get these Japanese people laughing to the point where they would continue to bring people there. So uh, anyway, so one of the things that I would always do. These Wait, guys, how would you do it? Just by making movies like, and stuff. Oh, small like measuring small and everybody would laugh at the guy (laughs) (laughs) so what was the ice water for then the ice water if they get a hard on oh no we say no pointy things they're not allowed to get hard ons well they would i mean they can't grind the girl basically the way that it was good is you're not supposed to be aggressive they'll stop you so it's basically let the girl do what she's doing and she'll like rub her fucking pussy through the bathing suit in your face. And, you know, they all had their, they'd throw mud in the front of the shorts. They'd put on a little show. They knew what they were doing. Uh-huh. But the fucking idiots that would try to wrestle them and take them down, uh-huh. you know, they didn't get very far. Sprawl! <laughs> I remember one girl, she actually, I then worked with her. She was a juggie on the man show. Uh, she took a pitcher and smashed it in some guy's face because he tried to put it, his finger in her pussy. Oh, really? Oh. Like a glass picture? Yeah. Wow. The glass broke. On him? Yeah. Wow, nice. But uh, 
Yeah, there was a there was a one girl I remember. She worked at the Elite Modeling Agency, and it, you know, of that place. It was one of the. It's like at during that time, like Cindy Crawford. And those it is an people. Elite Modeling Agency. Yeah, and so what she, and so this girl, and it was like so at one point, she, and she looked the part. She had this blonde hair that went to her ass, uh, flawless body, you know, really cute face, and. The thing that was crazy, she was an elite model that just fucked up because her big thing was she got in trouble all the time because she would always show her pussy. She, she always, wasn't allowed to? Would, no. <laughs> she would just show her pussy. What do you mean? Randomly places? Right. And like sometimes if you tipped well enough, you could put your fingers inside her. But this one time you couldn't? No, no, no. But they had a meeting one time and they said, you're no longer. And they came to her. You're no longer allowed to do that. Oh, really? That must have pissed her off. Well, I mean, it's just, there was a, uh, I wish I had it. I know at one point I had it, and I actually brought it to the comedy store, and it was one of those things that, it was a list from the Tropicana of things you were no longer allowed to do because, you know, the police were watching them. (laughs) So, (laughs) Was it becoming too much like prostitution? uh, Yeah. And so what I... So what I did is I took, a, I whited out the top of it. It's a Tropicana. I said rules for comedy store waitresses. <laughs> Please don't take your pussies out. <laughs> Do not show your vagina. Do not put, let p- people put fingers in the vagina. <laughs> I could see Eleanor being like, why? <laughs> I think that that's what I did. I th- and I, I think Eleanor was like one of the people that I said that about. I got it. Well, she's all, I love how you used to treat her like a fucking whore. <laughs> She's so fun. She's yeah, such a nice girl. Play well. uh, uh, you'd be like, okay, so we're going to play one-on-one basketball. If I, if I win, I get the fuck the shit out of you. Right there, I'll just rip your panties off and just ram my cock in you. You'd be like, ah, ah, well, I'm pretty good. <laughs> so fun to watch. Now my thing is, if I see her sitting in the back, I'll just, and she'll open her legs up. <laughs> like, in front of pop them open. <laughs> that's funny um, uh, were there did the girls ever fight amongst each other oh fuck yeah you're, like, you're, like, de- like you're dealing physically. with attractive women and any other place they're the prettiest girl around yeah there was there was a thing and I, and I say this a girl there would rather get a hundred dollars or let's say two hundred dollars than to get five hundred dollars and now you say, why would that? That's- why? That's a terrible, I mean, it offends me racially. That just offends, I don't understand. I don't know why uh, someone would act that way. A lot of them aren't good with money. But uh, the thing was, mean? if the $200 night came on when nobody else got more than $75 and far and away, she was the top girl. She'd the rather have that. feel like that's a win? Yeah. Th- they would rather have that than the $500 but if the $500 was middle of the road, like it was a great night and people were taking home $1,000. Then they'd be like, they feel bad. Yeah, they'd feel like, oh, God. They'd rather have the $200 than the $500. And they'd all compare with each other? Oh, at, well, they'd see everything. What'd she get? What'd that bitch get? What, and like people would come up to me, why do you work so hard for her? And it was always, well, she tips me incredibly well. To get more money? Yeah. Yeah, smart. Just let him know. Because you know what? I could well, fake a bit. so well that I'm, I'm working extra hard for it. You I, get what I'm supposed to. Exactly. Work. The, this is what they said in the Torah. The Jews were not allowed to charge interest to other Jews. 
And so the, the, the argument was, oh, what, so you can just fucking charge interest to every fucking ugh, goy, you know? But for is it Jews, goy or goyim? Goyim is plural. Oh, goy okay. is like an individual. Individual. So all the goyim you're allowed to, but like you're saying that they're better than you uh, and that you can punish them by, by charging them interest. And the response was, no, no, no. When you loan money to someone, you're supposed to charge interest. That's just, hello. But because you're family with the other Jews, you're like, to you, I will do this service and not charge you interest. That's why we only charge the going. Is that true? Yep. That's the exact, no, I am not joking at all. That is the exact rules and explanations. What? I thought I heard um, <laughs> does that does that interest you at all? I mean, what? you know, like I'll tell you this, and it's like does what interests me. They would have parties there. Like yeah. one night, Billy Idol had a birthday party there. Of course he did. That's so cool. And it, this is like in the, the did late. Did they play 80s. Hey Sister while while he? Was- no, he didn't sing at all. But I mean, there were people there like Sting and his wife Trudy, and like it was just at the at the Tropicana. At Where the was Tropicana. This place? It's on Western near Fountain. Western it's, Fountain. It's it's just a, an abandoned building now. Is it south of Fountain? Uh, so it was there. It was a shitty neighborhood. Yeah, south of, south of Fountain, north of Santa Monica. Okay. Sort it's, of a shitty neighborhood. If you're going north from Santa Monica, it'll be on your right-hand side. Okay. It's right before Fountain. I think there's a gas sure, station. And, but boy, it was just like, I remember like guys like, but that night with all those celebrities and huge, it, one of the- uh, Would they get bothered or not really there? Well, that night was a party. So there was so celebrities everywhere. It, it was like uh, if you ever hear the uh, the song "Girls, Girls, Girls" by Motley. Girls, girls, girls. girls. And one of the lines is talking about he lost his heart at the Tropicana because he married a girl from there. Really, Vince, Vince Neil. And wow. when I was there, her sister was there, just cute as could be too. It was, uh, but, but they the also girl like he married sister. Yeah. She was still there, and she, they were just... Then you'd have, like, gir- a lot of these girls, they'd leave for a while. Like, uh, three girls, like ZZ Top brought them on tour. <sighs> so they leave for a while just to go be roadies. Yeah, no, not, not roadies, roadies, dancing groupies. girls. Oh. They were dancing on stage. Oh. Just because they, they had that 80s stripper body, you know, huge Super fake tits. For, the, for what they... Oh, wow. Huge fucking tits, uh, you know, and... But I mean, like it was like cool because I remember Shaquille O'Neal would come there every time when he was playing for Orlando. Really? Yeah, he would come there, and he was he was maybe the most fun guy ever because he'd get into it. He'd start doing this dance before he'd bid, you know, and like two hundred dollars was nothing to him. Yeah. But he was there for the fun. Right, right, right. And I, I mean, one time uh, you remember Harris Pete, of course. Yeah, I heard he finally got on that ranch. Did he? Yeah. No. That's a guy that had always seemed like he had everything going at one point, just became one of the most bitter people alive. And I was kind of close to him, but then when he just like left and never said a word to me, even though I tried to call him, I thought, fuck, man. But he, uh, he one time, when he was the practice goalie for the Kings, he brought the L.A. Kings there. They had a little thing. I mean, it was during the time that Wayne Gretzky was there. Yeah. So Wayne Gretzky was there with That's his the wife. Yeah. That super hot girl he married that took him out of Edmonton? Uh, no, the actress. Yeah. She made him leave Edmonton. She made him demand the uh, I don't think that that's the main reason, but I think that that was part of the reason that she would have... a traitor been... to a country. 
Wayne Gretzky? Yeah. Do you oh, really? Canada, my ass. See, to me, there's only one race, the human race. Well, this is really not about race, but <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Are you picking pimples on your no, back right now? It's my it's my back. It's burning, and I don't know if it's it's peeling or if it's like I've got fucking cancer well, what, welts. Whatever it is, it's nice back. that you're ripping it off and just throwing it on the floor here at the Simply Down the Podcast Network <laughs> studio in a secret location in West Hollywood, California. Shower with too hot of water? I noticed you doing that. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> Gross. Yeah, Sorry. it's okay. We got a little dog here. He'll eat it up. I'm sure. <laughs> he really passed out. Look at look at this horror really dog. Passed look, the fuck look out. At her, look at her, her legs up, <laughs> legs open. Yeah, it just, just rides right open. Um, how much coke was around there? A lot, <laughs> because these guys were Peruvian. The people that owned it were Peruvian. Peruvian. What's that from Peru? Yeah. Okay. And they. Uh, it's supposedly very good cocaine if you've oh, ever seen Cheech and Chong. It was unbelievable because th- there's two times in my life that I ever did that fucking devil's asshole drug. Yeah, it makes people look so bad. Oh, it was during that time because I remember one time walking into this room that I shouldn't have gone in. There was <laughs> yeah. a mountain of coke in there. A mountain of it. Really? Oh, just crazy. And, and so you were like, don't mind if I do? Well, but the thing is, it had to, everyone's doing it. You're surrounded it by all these fucking hot chicks. You know the guy who used to come there quite a bit. Who? David Lee Roth, because he was kind of friendly with the. Are you now smelling your fingers that you're <laughs> picking the dead skin off your? I'm back? smelling something else that is still in my hand from yesterday. Oh, that's cool. Um, uh, David Lee Roth would come in. Diamond Dave. Diamond Dave, and it was the first time I realized this guy's going bald. Oh, really? Yeah. We saw him at the comedy store that time. That's good. That's good. He came in and talked to everybody in the front, in the front bar for a he while. Seemed, he's, but he's, he was old then. Oh, yeah, but this is like in the 80s. I mean, wow. this, is this is when... right when he was like... This is when his solo career was big. Wow. Oh, yeah. I just saw the guy who used to be David Lee Roth. Yeah. Wow. He was still that. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, I remember they had a party, and I went to a party, and I went up the elevator with him. Just coming to see the ladies tonight. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was it. That was it. Did he play Vince Neil? Or those two different bands. Two different bands. Van Halen was Eddie Van Halen, Diamond David Lee Roth, and yeah. What was Vince Neil? Who did he? Vince Neil, Motley Crue. Oh yeah. I guess I was more into Van Halen, but neither one really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's cool. So did you get to hang out with the celebrities. Not really. How because, old were you during this time? And how 20s. long were you there for? You were in your twenties. I was like, I was there for a short. I was there for about a year. I left, and then I came back because the guy that had been the regular guy. Because I at one point just opened the show, did the warm up, and one night a week I would, you know, do the whole show. Do the whole show, and then this one guy. So some guy approached me actually and tried to get. Uh, he wanted to open up a club, and he wanted me to be the MC. And he was looking at places like right over, like you know where the CVS is on Western, uh, not Western, but La Cienega in Santa Monica. Yeah, uh huh. That was going to be the new a strip club. Yeah, wow. no, no, a new mud wrestling place. Are you because, afraid middle of Gay Town? Yeah, well, I guess but it was in it. Yeah, and there's parking. That's all it's about at the time. Uh, and he was trying to get it there. He was looking at a lot of places. He eventually looked at a place. And then that Dennis guy that kind of was the big guy at the uh, 
the Tropicana, he actually went and it became that place Fantasy Island. They still have commercials on all the time. And I saw about him on Murder TV. A stripper from Fantasy Island killed some music dude in Malibu, and that guy was on um, Murder TV. Yeah, speaking of that, I remember there was a guy, and I, I may have told you this story. It was kind of the creepiest story ever. There was a guy who was, like, they had, the only guys that worked there besides myself and the cleanup guys uh, they had these guys they called referees that would basically follow the girls around when they were being the round girl and t- keeping the tips. And there was oh, okay. there was this one guy who fell in love with one of the girls, and he just that must happen a lot. Yeah, it does because because it's so funny. I remember thanks, Chuck. Yeah, that's all. It takes. I remember this was exactly what happened. There was a there was a guy. Right, oh. right. <laughs> You've seen men before. That can get you murdered if you're not careful. <laughs> well, on- I, I, I thought, this is where I learned that guys are the biggest saps ever. There was an Asian guy. I'm telling you this. It was, first of all, he fell in love with this girl. He, uh, this girl actually got pregnant from Axl Rose. He paid to have the abortion. He bought her a car. He came there all the time. He would do this. And this is just to me, oh my God, if your life is this pathetic, you have to kill yourself. <laughs> One day, she was being nice to him because this guy waited on her hand and foot, gave her everything, every need she had. He needed something money-wise, he was there. She said to him, all right, look, you've always been nice to me. You have five minutes, go. But she just moved to a bikini bottom out of the way. No, it wasn't. It wasn't at the club. It was like at his apartment. To to have intercourse with her is that what you're? <laughs> yes, implying? Mary Jane. Nothing that's, gets by you, Mary Jane. Okay, thank you. Just yeah, and she and, and he did it. He went for it. He went for it. He's like, okay. It at that exact second, I would have said, "What the fuck have you done to me? You have five minutes. Go. I'm going to give you a treat. You have five minutes. Go." Wow. I mean, like, oh, my God. And this girl, I mean, nice girl. I liked her. I got along with her. She tipped me a lot of money. But, I mean, Axel Rose, liked, I mean, I guess that's not really saying anything. Yeah. I mean, she, I mean, it's just fuckable. Yeah. So, she rated herself pretty high. Yeah. Well, I'm just just on that, you know, Axel Rose came in here, got yeah. her pregnant, and then she did nothing about it. But, I mean, she fucked a lot of people. And I think a lot of prostitution was going on that I had no idea about. Oh, yeah, I bet there was. A lot Straight of Straight money, how much? Yeah, uh, because they, they talked to these guys, and I know some of them were, but you never know. Well, I know that's how it works in Vegas. Is like, it's like they get tips for the evening, but then it's like they, they look for a guy. They exchange text numbers now. You can text back and forth with them. And they're really just trying to milk you later. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It suck, but it's just like... And they'll go straight like, well, if you want to like, fuck, then we can do it for this month from the thousand. They can, Oh, oh, but getting back to the one story that I wanted to yeah. tell you, because it was like, so he fell in love with this girl that, yeah. you know, and she would always tip him a little more and it started out that way. Then they started having lunch and then oh. I, I would talk to him and he'd say, I, I'm in love with her. And I go, dude, this is pre five minutes. What do you mean? This oh, the- this is another guy. Completely. Oh, oh, okay. That's just one story okay. of like what a sap. So this guy went through this whole thing and he was, he'd start to talk to me. And I remember thinking one day after, you know how you have a conversation with somebody and then you leave and you think, wow, you think back and you think, God, you know, that guy makes a lot of great points. Yeah. Yeah. It makes more sense later. It makes so. And so I'm like, I remember thinking that about this guy, what he does. And I felt really bad for him. 
murder-suicide. He killed her? And then he killed himself. What was what were his points? Uh, he could get a lot of girls because he was a good-looking guy. Yeah. He just really thought there was something special. And, you know, and she toyed with him. They'd go out. She'd fuck with him. She'd make out with him. But, you know, then, oh, don't touch my tits. Okay, you can touch my tits. But just it to just, keep him. Yeah, just to keep him sniffing. And so he would just, like, do stuff for her all the time. And he was just, yeah. broken, like, yeah. laundry hamper. and Everything. And she was allowed to do that. And then he just, and then he, she finally told him, and this is, like, right after I finally left, she finally told him, uh, I'm seeing somebody else. You got to stay away from me. Oh. And so he went back. He wanted to, he wanted to get some of his stuff. She lets him in. Murder, suicide. How? What did he do? Shot his gun? Yeah. It's like, fuck, man. And then killed himself. Yeah. I have this rule in general. People talk about behavior. It's tough not to judge them. But whenever heartbreak comes into it, oh. there's no explaining behavior. There's nothing that a vagina... <sighs> it, there's no lower thing. Are you happy to do what you did to me? You're going to leave me? Fucking you know, boom. Yeah. Like, what did I do? Yeah. I yeah. It's got to be one of those things. Boom. Boom. Oh. I mean, it's... I'll come with you. Just unbelievable, unbelievable! Oh wow! So you knew the guy? I I, not, I was I would consider him a friend. I mean, wow. I didn't hang out with a lot of people from there, and but I kind of did. Oh, what, I knew. What her. did the other girls say about that? I had left. I had oh. just left. I knew, you know, this thing had been going on for a while, and it just kept building and building and building. Wow. And I had left, and then I heard the murder suicide thing, and I like, wow! I guess it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Did you ever fall in love with any of them? You mm. must have. Uh, yeah, I, I, there was one, there was, uh, one of the first years I worked there on Halloween, one of the waitresses, uh, was really a waitress. She was a waitress, but she was a stripper actually from Ohio Uh and she came out there, took a job there. And I remember on Halloween, they have this Halloween show. Nobody shows up. So, I mean, literally nobody was there. Uh-huh. So I just talked to her all night, and I thought, wow, she's the coolest fucking thing. I start, But she wasn't. She had a boyfriend and all that. So you just talked to her? So I talked to her, and then she started calling me more and more. And like then, meaningful conversation? Yeah. Okay. Well, she wasn't one of the girls. And then so I brought her over one night. Oh, she used to be, yeah. And uh, we were in my apartment. I remember rubbing her legs and thinking that things were going to another level, and then yeah. she threw up on me. I'm being drunk? Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> really sad and funny. Yeah. I mean, I had vomit on me. Uh, on you. Yeah. I mean, she really, because I was like kind of rubbing her legs and it was getting to the point of like, I'm going to fuck this girl. I'm going to fuck her. Yeah. I'm going to fuck her. And then she threw up on me. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Like, I think that's this final night where I'm going to and I mean, and then after that, but that in a way kind of brought us closer because <laughs> once you've been through that, <laughs> what can't you handle together? Yeah, uh, and I know she felt terrible. She should. She <laughs> barfed on someone. Yeah. Oh, and so what? Did you ever like ever end up like even kissing her and stuff? Yeah, we did that, but not much more. And then I just remember, she still tried to keep in touch with me, and I remember going over there on Christmas and she got me all these Christmas presents and I just you know what I realized 
this is not what I wanted because she had gotten away. She had gotten, she had big boobs, but she got a huge tit job and it just, everything about, you know, she was kind of a natural person, you know, you just listen to it. Yeah. But, uh, I did, I did have little things that went there. Like I said, uh, one, one of the girls that eventually started fucking the, uh, manager after I took care of that pussy. Yeah. (laughs) All right, there you go. Do you ever have what? What's that? Do you ever have any like regrets about the, dealing with it? Like you know, you know, sometimes you come on to somebody I think too that, strong, and they like, Ugh, and they don't go for it. And later, you're like, fuck, I wish I hadn't tried. Oh, I do remember this. You know, it's like I think that those girls, because I really made myself to be this. I didn't want it to be like everyone else that worked. Yeah, I wonder what that pussy smell. I wonder what her pussy smells like. Come on, give me fifty five dollars. You know, like. Maybe get close to that puss. I mean, that kind of thing. Where I made it nothing but jokes and fun and fun. And I tried to be that way. And I remember one time, and there was a girl, very cute girl, uh, and I just never thought that I was in her league or anything. I never thought like that she... Because there was a lot of people that gave her a lot of money. So I just never put myself in that position. And then one day, I was just joking and I said, uh, she was in the corner with one of her regular customers in the back where nobody could really see. And uh, yeah. I said something about her sucking my thing, my private area where I'm not <laughs> supposed to touch. Yeah, a blowjob. Okay, that's yes. what some people call it. And she said, you'd never let me. And I said, you've never asked. She dropped to her knees and started sucking my cock right there. And I was like, holy fuck. I mean, I mean, literally, I was just like blown away. Like, this is really happening. What? Where was this? In what room? It, it was just, they only had one huge room and it was in the back, but there was places that were darker than others. Oh, it was right there. And she was it with her regular, co- I mean, she literally dropped to her knees. How come you never blown me? You never let me. You yeah. never tried. Oh, well, then it's on. I didn't even say that. But that was like, wow. I mean, it's just like, and when you'd see girls like putting on a show and inviting you to go in the the, uh, shower shower with them, it didn't happen every night. But it's just like, in hindsight, what a fun time. Yeah, (laughs) I would say so. 27-year-old Don Barris, young, (laughs) fucking still shaved head bald. (laughs) No, I had hair then. Wow. What was it, long or regular, like, Uh, boycott? It was a little there's a little length but it was like to the point where uh maybe it's time that like we... thor you said <laughs> <laughs> okay i say that as a joke and then i follow up with that's reason i shave it because uh i got tired of people saying hey thor where's your hammer and it's a joke it's not for real but i think it started thinning and i was like you know what is it let's take it out of my own terms let's just let's just eliminate this problem I hear you. Because at that time, you're seeing guys there with just like rock and roll hair, all this, you know. Let's just get, I'm, I'm not going to compete. Let's just get out of the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's change like the Mike color Schmidt. of this shirt. I'm hitting, I'm hitting under 230. Yep. I got a time to go. <laughs> but I can feel like a motherfucker and I'll hit you at home run. I feel like he retired in the middle of a season where he was like 30, 40 games in a season and he was like like in a proud moment and goes, guys, I don't have it anymore. I'm, this is not the level. You know what? You may be right. I just heard like uh, 
and Howard Stern, they recently played his retirement. Oh, yeah? How he, was it? He was crying. I know he, and when he got to the hall, he stopped and was like, this is a great honor. And I think he either refused it or said, but honestly, what are we doing? Why are we not letting one of the greatest players in history in? And he made it like Pete a Rose. passion pee for Pete Rose. Yeah. What was he? One that, I'll tell you, you know what? I, was, I did a show uh, called Sports Geniuses. Yeah? It was on that. Fox. And it was before, actually, I think it precursed uh, Best Damn Sports Show. Yeah. It went on before Best yeah. Damn Sports Show? And I actually did. No, after. It went on before. But the thing is, each show had guests. And, like, so I got to t- meet Pete Rose and all these guys, all these. You know, it was kind of cool. That is cool. When you see an athlete, that's what another kind of person I'll go, yeah. oh, oh. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if what would you UFC say? UFC guys, I've gotten to know though. Once you once you see them a few times though, then it's like, hey, what's no? Up, I'll tell you, Kobe Bryant's been on Jimmy Kimmel a lot of times, and you're still. And I mean, it's like scared of getting raped. No, I don't think I'm. He's going to rape me. No, I think it's got to be. He's kind of he in a lonely position. Yeah, he's yeah. in a lonely position. And he wants to fuck in the ass. Yeah. And bitch, you're gonna do this one way or the other. <laughs> what do you think happened that night? For I real, think he was like, "Oh, I think if I legitimately had to think about it, with like putting myself in the same position of like what you know, what can I see another person doing?" I think he was probably fucking her, and then he was like, he brought it up. I kind of fuck you. In the I house. don't think I don't think he brought it up. Is my theory? That, I think my this- guess is, and she goes, "No," and he goes, "Oh, come on," and he just puts it by, and she goes, "No," and then he just jammed it in. Yeah, I think he for once. Once she said that she didn't want that, or it hurt, or something like that. No, no, take it out. Ah, ah, ah. And he kept going. Yeah. She was just some fucking... And then she started like crying about it. Right. Yeah. Because she was after him, and you know... Yeah, I don't really know. But that fucked up I his life. I have a slight opinion about Of course you would. Like you still like you shouldn't have done that. Oh, no, no, absolutely not. And I mean, in this but day and age. it's sort of a different area than just grabbing something behind the bushes and going. Absolutely. I think the Lakers were spoiled with prostitutes. Because when Maybe. I first worked at Macy's, all the girls at the Estee Ladder counter, and they were hot, hot girls. I mean, they would all go party with the Lakers and do anything. Yeah. Like, And then like they would discuss like what girls were there for what reasons. My friend Mike was having sex with a girl, and she sobered up in the middle of it. And she goes, can you, I don't want to do this anymore. He was like inside her. He was just like stop, and he, and he goes, "Can I, can I, can I just finish up?" And she was like, "Yeah, okay." And he just like, "All right," did it really fast, and he finished. But like, if you pump again at that point, then that's a that's not the same yeah. rape as a tackling someone, right? And with a gun at the, yeah, their head, that's a different kind of rape. Right. One more pump there, but I think Kobe was on the bad. Not he was a lot further away than that. I I no. Well, I think I, she was crying. He was still fucking her. Oh, who knows? I I do. I was in that room. (laughs) Were you? Yes. I was there and I saw it. And I've been holding my tongue until now. But I can do no more. Who do you follow in basketball? I fuck the Lakers. That's who I follow. I'm a Hornets fan. Are you? Yes. Uh. It's tough to root for them at this point. So really, all I have left is hoping the Lakers don't get into the playoffs. Really? You hate them that much? I hate them. See, I've always liked them as my second favorite team. All right, Don, I got to go, I guess. All right. Well, listen, I'm very sorry you're leaving. You're the only guy that I can play with that I constantly have fun with, and you you go different directions that most people never get. 
it's fun playing with you. It taught me a lot up there. You're the best. You're truly the best. I remember we had a lap dance on somebody once early on. I got up there and we were both lap dancing. Either the same girl or two different girls. Like it might have been a lap dance competition. At first, it was just like sexy dancing in front of them. It was one of the first times I like let go. It was like yeah, we put my hands above my head, and then you would get like a little closer. And then at some point, I was like, like. Why, well, wait a minute, before you finish this, why do I have a feeling this is not going to make it's me not look good? It's not that okay, bad. It's not that bad. And then I like I might have motorboarded her, like yeah. not put my face in there, but put her face in mine, you know? Still sort of PG. And then you were like just grinding on her. <laughs> just And I was like, dude, how do you know when to, how do you know like how to go that far? I, I, I was like, I, I couldn't like touch her, but she was totally cool with it. And she was loving it. And he was like, you were like, uh, well, my theory is, Wherever you go, I'll just go another step. And then it's on you to go further, and then I'll go further too, and then I'll go. F- you just have to keep going. I think that I'm pretty good at realizing yeah. when somebody is getting irritated. I've never seen him really get offended at you. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. I mean, I, the only I, people that get offended at you are the drunks that come in at like 1 30 sometimes, and they're annoying, and then they don't like that you get attention. Yeah. But you just don't, you just look away from them completely. Yeah. Like the other night, I was just, I didn't even want to perform because some guy said to me, Gonna do the same bits you did before? Ugh. Yeah. No, I'm like everybody else who completely has a different act every night that I come up here. <laughs> By the way, look at how tough this dog is. I've been trying to tell this little puppy that one day you're gonna be Sorry, on your own that. and you're gonna be fighting coyotes. <laughs> They're gonna be a lot. <laughs> that dog will lose to a coyote every day. <laughs> By the way, I, I saw one of the craziest things one day. I was going, uh, my buddy. I was staying at his house, and his neighbor, this guy was talking to this girl that I was visiting his house, and she came out, and when she opened the door, a dog about this size came kind of jumping out. Well, what happened, there was like like a German shepherd or something who saw the dog running, charged the dog, grabbed it. And just spit it out, and it would die oh, no, right there. Instantly. Just death no, to you. No, you just saw it breathing its last breath, and I, oh, oh it was so sad. Oh, and the girl so just br- lost it. Just oh, lost. to see her dog getting murdered. Yeah. Brutally murdered in front of her. I think that's a good way to end this show. <laughs> well, Ari, have a very fun time in New Thanks, York. Thanks, Donnie B. All right. I'll be, uh, I'll be back in like the end of December, and for Shroom Fest for one day. Was Shroomfest. International Mushroom Festival. I don't do that kind June of shit. June 22nd through 24th this year. I won't do that. Who well, who will you do that with? People all over the world. But who will you do it here with? By yourself? Some of the guys. No, probably come, Tony and, uh, and Madonia and Edgar and, and Mervis and uh, all the <laughs> other hippies. All the other hippies. PDC. Uh, Does he do it too? Uh-huh. There's usually somebody new too. That's, that's who you can count on to. <laughs> to freak out really <laughs> not necessarily but last time Willie did he hitchhiked away <laughs> he got out of there hitchhiked away from a campsite take away <laughs> Edgar was like I'll come get you where are you and then when he told him where he was Edgar was like oh well, you're outside the campsite like you're good luck on your journey man <laughs> <laughs> shaved the legs and then he was a she she says hey babe take a walk on the wild side <laughs> Hey, sugar. What was that about, a tranny? Yeah. Yeah, take a walk. I just kind of got into that. I never really knew the... uh, Yeah, she was some famous tranny. Yeah, that was because it was all through that Andy Warhol stuff. And that was what 
uh, kind of like they were talking about her, and it's just like holy shit. And that yeah. song is—I never knew anything about that song, but when you know, oh, I guess it is. Wow. You ever hear of a song? And I'll bet you can't find this. What? There was a a song called Timothy by a band Tim- called Timothy, the Boy. Tim- Timothy. No. Tim- oh. It was about a cannibalism, about eating a person. Oh. And it was like a huge hit in the seventies. I like One Tin Soldier. From Billy Jack? One Tin Soldier rides away. All right, well, Ari. Donnie. See ya. I'll see you later, man. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Oh, I don't know if I have cash in my pocket. (laughs) Are you going to say my uh, Twitter? Oh, yeah, the fuck. I'm sorry, I'm a little high. Let's do that. Simply Don One on Twitter. Simply Uh, Don One. On my Vine, I'm Don Barris. At D O N B A R R I S. That's yeah, and that's also my uh, Facebook. But did I say Twitter right? Simply Don One, the number one. Simply Don, yeah, the yeah. number one. Is and I try to, I try to do. I have you ever seen my Twitters? Do I do anything good? I don't know. I don't really don't look at any other people anymore. Don't you? Not really. Yeah. I only, I only look if I like want to see if they're in town for something. So check that out Thank and uh, check out my big three and the podcast. So the my Ding big three show podcast, podcast and the, the Ding Dong Show podcast. on Death Squad. The big three podcast at three, the big three dot com. The big three podcast dot com and the, and, big, the big three is and also on Jewish. iTunes. And, and then on, we have a VPN show with uh, with the big three. Yeah, and we only do it once a month, but they have like uh, who knows? This is a continuation of of. Windy City Heat Windy City Heat and Scary Perry from Right City Heat. But on VPN There's like Adam Carolla Norm MacDonald Oh yeah So it's kind of like A good network on station Yeah Or a video on YouTube the big, Oh really? The, yeah. I mean Yeah The Big Our 3 video. podcast That's cool Yeah So Perry the, sucking his dick on there <laughs> He dropped his pants He did drop his pants He did drop Why? He just took Because Mo bought him new pants Because he ripped <laughs> his pants So I said Hey go over there And just take these on wearing underwear <laughs> but he dropped his pants he put them on then he sits down for about 10 minutes then just stands up doesn't even go over to the side just drops his bare ass pants why uh, he's crazy he's crazy yeah. had, um, photographed, no, what's it photoshop of um, guys fucking him thank you Mary Jane for coming in can she give her her yeah, sure. With the circle, S. At, that's an at. M O K I N G M A R Y J A N E. Smoking Mary Jane. <laughs> it's it's a lot easier, a lot of quicker. Mary Jane. Well, thanks, Harry. You're welcome, Doctor. Miss you. Thank you. Girls, girls, hey you guys, how are you? What a cheese dick song that is. That was massive. You can't sing about girls, you fuck. You just can't do that. Occasionally, you can't have a hit song. Oh, is it about girls he likes? That he just likes girls? 
Yeah, all I really want is girls. Uh, I heard they never Beastie Boys never sang that song uh, in concert. And now they never will because it's not really the Beastie Boys anymore. It's two-thirds. Maybe three-fifths if you consider. Oh, whatever. Um, so thank you very much, Don Barris, for talking to me. Uh, another Road Rich story. If I was a bonus in there. Hope you guys enjoyed it. He's starting, everybody. He's starting to learn, little by little. Man, that's crazy about the Tropicana, though. That would have been a cool time to see. Eddie Bravo used to be a DJ at a strip club. Um, my friend Eddie Bravo, who started 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, he used to be a strip club DJ. and I, I think I've talked to him briefly about it, but... Um, same sort of thing. There's all you, know, you have to like get on the sides of the strippers and turn them against each other, or the dancers, whatever you call them, whatever you call them. Um, but yeah, it's it's a uh, <laughs> it's a good episode. Thanks, Don. Uh, I have another episode that I recorded in Winnipeg, but um, it's way too dark. I put out too many dark ones in a row. Thank you guys for being so cool to Vanessa Raglan too. She's, uh, she was worried about how it would come across, and the, the response to that, too, has been really positive. So um, thank you, you guys, um, for being cool. To all my guests, really. You guys are always cool to all my guests. Um, and you're cool to my sponsors. Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank today is sponsored by Squarespace.com slash Ari. If you want to build a website, and you should build a website, this is the future, everybody. We're in the future now. Especially after all these geniuses I talk to. If you don't have a website now, you don't know how far behind you are. You don't know how far behind you are. You gotta have a website, whatever the fuck you do. You gotta have a place for people to go find you. Um, so go to squarespace.com slash Ari. It'll help you totally help you build a website. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. You don't have to get a web designer. My web designer, Vane Jane from Crown Designs, she's amazing, but she's expensive. Um, Squarespace is super cheap. Um, that you just, it'll just help you build your own thing. You can add your own pictures. You can build a store on there. Um, by the way, all my shirts and stuff are on sale right now at my website. Go to AriShafir.com and look at merch. Um, also go there for my tour dates. Uh, don't look at the thing on the side because that's cluttered with in-town stuff with the stand gigs. But uh, go to Squarespace.com slash Ari. Uh, enter the offer code skeptic and you'll get a 10% discount. You don't have to register for a, uh, with a credit card. And, uh, if you have any questions, they have 24 seven support, real person online. You can talk to not online, real person you can talk to. Uh, so go to squarespace.com slash Ari offer code skeptic right now and help build your website. You can also change your templates. If you build a site, you like it for like three months and you're like, "Eh, I'm not sure about this anymore. You don't have to worry about calling you a web person again and say, hey, I rethought it. All that work you did, it's worthless now. So I want you to redesign it for free. You can do that at Squarespace. You just redesign it. So uh, squarespace.com slash Ari. Also, don't forget to keep shopping for my stuff on Amazon. Um, if you use Amazon, go to my website, AriTheGreat.com, and uh, there's an Amazon banner right on the side. There's an Amazon for Canada banner right next to it. Um, I also have a banner for Pro Flowers. If you guys are looking for flowers at all, they're pretty good. They deliver everything in like these sponges that like really keep stuff wet. I kept them outside in my LA apartment for like a week once and they were still not even a little wilted. They were still completely alive. It made my neighbor's uh, girlfriend really happy when I was like, yeah, I got no use for this. I'm moving. Uh, you want them? Um, and Gamefly too. If you sign up for a free two-week trial on Gamefly, that's, there's a banner for that on my website as well. So thank you guys very much. But the most important thing is go check out the Storyteller Shows. Me, TJ Miller, and very, very shortly, Sean Patton will all be up there. Um, 
Go to Comedy Central's uh, YouTube page or just go to YouTube and enter um, This Is Not Happening, Comedy Central. There's a playlist that they have that you can find on there. Um, go to This Is Not Happening, Comedy Central, Ari Shafir. That would, if the other one doesn't work, but there's a playlist and you can subscribe just to that playlist and that way you'll get the new ones as they come in and you don't have to get all the Comedy Central videos as they come in. Unless you want them, then fucking go for it. They did a cool thing, you guys. Comedy Central did a cool thing. They let me do what I wanted to do for this. They were like, every time they said something, I was like, why do we have to do it that way? Why do we have to do it by those rules? And the way I got them to do it was saying, it's internet. Trust me, I know internet more than you. Um, They don't mind. These stories are gripping throughout. I know it's a 10-minute story, and research says the internet clip should be a minute and a half. This is different. These are really involved, fun stories throughout. TJ Miller's story was sick. You guys would love it. Go watch that one, too. Watch mine. Watch that one. Watch Sean Patton's was amazing. He's told it before in Montreal, and he told it before in L.A. Um, No. Did he? No, I don't think he did in L.A. before this show. I think this is the one he did it. We did it at a strip club. We did it while we wanted. We said, just don't worry about it. We'll be fine. We will be fine. We'll shoot it the way we want to shoot it. We'll make it look cool. And Tomzik did a great fucking job. If anybody wants to hire Jeff Tomzik, you should. Um, so go check them out. They're funny and they're awesome. The beginning, the, the opening sequence is worth the price of admission, which is zero because it's YouTube. And there's no, um, there's no ads. On the, on the Comedy Central YouTube page, they won't put ads up. So it's even better than a regular fucking thing. Too many ads on YouTube now. It's ruining the system. And Facebook, you're about done too with the ads. All right, you guys. Um, if you have anything to add or tell me about, uh, please write me at contact at arishafir.com uh, or uh, hit me on Twitter, Facebook fan page. I'll check that too. Um, whatever your mode is. Um, through my website, uh, there was something else I wanted to say. Or come see me. I'll be in New York you know, pretty consistently at the stand. They've opened their doors to me really well. It's a great place to eat. They've got a cool bar upstairs. It's a cool place to take a date to. Drink before, go downstairs, watch a comedy show, drink afterwards. There's stuff around there to do. Allison is their, not, she, I don't think she likes the word cook. She's their chef. She went to Culinary Academy for like seven years. She's amazing. They have these pork balls. They have just every, everything they have. Mussels. It's not comedy club food. It's delicious. So good job, Allison. Good job, Stan. And I'm doing my first spot at the Comedy Cellar on Thursday. Midnight show, the nasty show, come out. Although they didn't put me on the website, so I'm worried that she said... Can you do Thursday? And I said, yes. And then I haven't heard back. <laughs> I feel like a little kid in terms of that club. It's like, it feels like the store all over again, where I just wanted one lady's fucking support. Just one lady's support forever. And I'll be at the store this weekend on my way to Shroomfest. So the comedy store in LA. So anybody that's in LA wants to come see me, come. And I would advise taking mushrooms to come to the show on Saturday. I would advise taking them at about 8 p.m., already being in L.A., taking about 8, 9 p.m., and then the show starts at 9, go in there whenever you want. I'll probably be on at like 10-something, but call them to know for sure. Take them like an hour and 45 minutes before I go on, so you can be mid, mid-trip before, uh, before I'm there. <laughs> really enjoy yourself. <laughs> and for all the people participating in Shroomfest all over the world, we will join together, and I'm so glad you're taking part of it in it um i am i don't think i'm ever gonna miss it as tony hinchcliffe said it's my new christmas uh i'll say it's my new hanukkah whatever man i'm excited for shroom fest i am excited for shroom fest all right you guys thanks don barris um 
Ladies and gentlemen, Ari Shafir, Skeptic Tank, episode 119, Mudmaster with Don Barris, over and out. And don't forget, Don Barris, you can see his Ding Dong show for free every Monday at, what is it, 9 or 10, I think 10 o'clock. You should. You should go up to the Comedy Store. If you're in LA, you should do yourself a favor and see a crazy night. It's not regular comedy at all. You should know what it is by now. Um, it's worth saying. It's free and two drink minimum. And honestly, the waitresses up there aren't up there that much. So the two drink minimum, if you're too poor, probably get out of it. Um, probably, not necessarily. Depends who's working. All right, you guys. And I haven't fucked since I got to New York once this, in the first week of someone I already knew. And then not since. I'm going kind of crazy. I'm getting super horned up. All these girls in the streets, they wear nothing. They wear no clothes. It's so humid and hot during the day. And all these girls, are, I guess, are, are just bundled up over the winter. Now that's their chance. You just see one after another. And you just, your boner just keeps growing. It just doesn't stop. All these guys have whiplash and their necks turning nonstop. God, it's hot. I get what they're saying now about girls in New York. It's not that they're hotter, but there's so many of them. And there's a lot of really young girls, too. I don't live that far from NYU, and I walk past it a lot. And Cooper, Cooper Union, or whatever it's called there, I walk past that too. Whew. I went over to St. Mark's, Mark's Place on the way back from, uh, from um, Whole Foods today. Wow, so many young girls. Hey, girls, from 20 to fucking 26, you are nubile. Just you is attractive. Don't feel ugly. I mean, unless you're fat, obviously. But if you're not fat, don't feel ugly. You, you've got this smooth skin that any guy over 30, 33 just loves. You just, you just have this look of youth and it will be gone. So do not waste your time thinking you're not pretty enough because you're so goddamn hot. I'm going to cum my pants. I literally start having daydreams, not about women, but about masturbating in public. I get so worked up that I'm like, I'm just going to start jerking off. Why not? Why don't I be one of those guys? They don't stop anybody in the subway from doing it. Why would they stop me? Just start jerking off and looking at people. <laughs> Not to make friends or anything. How gross would that be if I just start jerking it? Oh, and I'd finish. But I would blo- I would use my other hand to block so it wouldn't like shoot out into the subway car or, or into the street if I'm sitting on a stoop or anything. I would definitely use a block hand and let it drip down my hand afterwards. But I'd wipe that on the, on the seat or something. Yeah, I probably would. Anyway, you guys, I'm out. Storyteller Show. Go get it right now. Right now. This, this, this episode's over. Right now. Storyteller Show. YouTube.com. And then go Ari Shafir. This is not happening. Comedy Central. Right now. All right. Thanks for tuning in, you guys. Bye. Right now. Comedy Central. Storyteller Show. Do it. Do it. Do it. YouTube. Do it for yourself. It's funny. You'll enjoy it. Bye. good man of you, I couldn't wait to do my I broke out of the Nashville jail I just crossed the line of Georgia And I can hear them bloodhounds on my trail I wash my hands in muddy water I wash my hands, but they didn't come clean Now I've washed my hands in 
a muddy stream. 